ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of the Podcast. And I'm just doing that for effect because I think that's fun. Um, it's yeah. currently 8.26 p.m. for me here on the 10th of December. But for the lads in Environment, a gore slam, vaguely anime-themed band with at least their merch. Um, but nonetheless, a gore slam band from Havasu City, Arizona. An AZ local slam band, man. We're finally bringing it full circle and hosting an AZ local band on the Anatomy Podcast. Like, whoop fucking do Let's go. Happy to be here. So... For those of you who are familiar with the formula of the podcast, we have the first section, which is kind of like the documentary um, section of the podcast. We talk to the three folks we have here, that being Brandon, Derek, and Tristan of Environment. We're going to be asking them and having them tell their story as musicians. And I mean, after all, the Anatomy podcast itself was inspired by the Brand of Sacrifice Lifeblood album premiere show. Because that video, to me, is iconic. That's why I based a whole fucking podcast off of it, after all. So, and then in the second section, really, we will be asking them questions as a collective band. Imagine Environment is indeed how it is defined on their Facebook page, which I thought was really funny, gentlemen. Um, absolute, you know, kudos to you for that, uh, for like giving you three different <laughs> definitions um, as a noun. But basically, we will be asking them questions as that collective band. And then, after a little bit, given the opportunity, we will go under the skin of their latest, their first full-length record through. Is it Inherited Suffering or Last Rated? Yeah, it is Inherited, inherited Suffering. Inherited Suffering. Okay. Yes. <laughs> inherited Suffering records, that being Indomitable Worldwide Slandemic. Given the opportunity, we will dig under the skin of that, go into the lore of this record a little bit and talk about any stories behind the scenes that were going on during the creation of this record. And then after all that, we will be asking them what we should be expecting going into the end of this year, which we only have three weeks left now, which is crazy. Two or three weeks, not, not even that. Um, and what plans they have going into 2023, their intentions, what is set in stone. And of course, let's go ahead and constrict that a little bit to what they're able to publicly discuss. <laughs> so, as we descend into the session, descend into section one, basically, everybody, whoever wants to go first, whether Brandon, Derek, or Tristan, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your role in the band, and then we'll go ahead and proceed from there. I vote that Tristan goes first. Why? <laughs> because Why me? you... you you I don't and do anything. Eric and then me, because that's the reverse order of it coming together. Yeah, okay, I guess. The, I was the last one. So um, Brandon approached Derek, and then Derek approached me. I had already vaguely known of Brandon. Like, I had met him before, but we only became friends, like, going forward from there, which was which is a while ago. But I'm not sure, like, for, I'm a bassist for sure, but I pretty much do anything that is required. Um, as far as what's actually like laid down is the bass, though. I also recorded the vocals, and me and Brandon heavily, you know, went through those and like made our own patterns. So me and him did that together too. As far as that record, okay, sick. And then uh, Derek, you go ahead and go next. Give us a kind of elementary school level introduction of yourself, what you do for the band, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. 
Look at his eyeballs. Hey. <laughs> He's like, the <laughs> fuck? I'm not ready. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, is this thing, it's not like centering me in the thing or whatever. Is this Am thing I on? Messing up? You're fine. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> oh, whatever. All right. Oh, maybe it won't do that for myself, just for you dudes. I don't know. Anyways, hi, right. I'm Derek. I'm a space cadet, uh, guitarist, songwriter, and my job in Enviralent was to create something that would be a canvas for Brandon to lay sick vocals on. Uh, I worked very, very closely with Brandon on it. He would hum me things and I would riff it out. Uh, I did all like the main structuring of the songs. The other dudes definitely helped a lot with everything, but I would say I'm the guitarist, songwriter, Tristan's co-songwriter, and Brandon is vocalist. All right, sick. And then, yeah, of course, obviously, you've already been given an introduction, but go ahead and speak for yourself, Brandon. It's yeah, fine. so it's funny because both of these guys, both of you, um, are pretty multi-instrumentalists. I mean, they, can, they both mm. have solo bands where they do literally everything. So it's really fun having people that aren't you know just like oh well, i can play this instrument really well it's like they can you know i i can talk to either one of them and get ideas out it just it's made the creative process a lot of fun i can only imagine man and especially very much similar to folks that we know on the channel such as alex savenier you shout out to him because he is uh, currently my uh, my go-to guy when it comes to producing mixing and mastering for all things blind and my vocal covers as well and my mic is, for whatever reason, getting really loud. So sorry about that. That's a uh, that's a uh, um, game. No, what's what? What are his bands again? Oh, uh, Alex Avenier. He does uh, the White Bear Project, Litterbox yeah, Massacre. Yeah, yeah, Litterbox yeah. Massacre, Artificial Pathogen. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he used absolutely. to be under that label that I was with when I was with Chug Core too. Mm -hmm. So he's cool as fuck. No, he's great, and he's been nothing but patient um with me <laughs> in my bad uh communication when it comes to the pre creative process of what will be uh blind without our failures and its first uh debut single so absolutely shout out to him and his patience in the creative process behind uh what will be my first band which is super awesome can't wait to release that um <clears throat> but it absolutely uh it is an amazing process when not only are you forging an internet band with a, a couple more musicians, but also multi-instrumentalist and two at that, that makes everything creatively speaking, I would only imagine so much easier to do. Right. Like right. cranking drums is not just one guy like clicking on it. Like, I don't know how the how that process is. works. A actually it is. Yeah. We, we just, he's our hands <laughs> on the wheel and you know, the carrot is usually worth worse than the the whip or whatever, and he just goes to work. So usually, Absolutely. usually, this is how, from my perspective, this is how I see the writing process generally. Right, Derek will usually come up with some sort of idea, whether that be like a brutal death metal riff or even a full song. Right, but then mm -hmm. he'll present he'll present it to Brandon or me, either or. Usually, Brandon first. Brandon will give his thoughts. Um, and if it's not that order, then it's Brandon humming, trying to get a song together and then giving it to Derek and him making whatever he could out of that, right? Then Absolutely. once it comes to me and uh, Brandon, we kind of like vet it and go through it. And Brandon and I always laugh at it because me and Derek, or I've always joked about it too. Um, he writes like brutal death metal riffs and we just kind of slow him down. Um, <laughs> right, right. I just, wa I just wanted to take the words out of his mouth before he could say it because that's the exactly whole, what it is. Because that's really album. what happens. 
he just writes things at like retarded speeds and then comes to us and then we just slow it down like a yeah, lot. So that's that's like, like the lot. biggest challenge is like <laughs> if it's not like ridiculously fast, <laughs> he gets bored <laughs> of it. and so he's been trying to like write things that are still interesting to play. It's been yeah. getting better at the slower at stuff tempos. though, for sure. I'm a yeah, brutal death metal guitarist who also plays like tech death at like 325 BPM. <laughs> so like I'll write shit at like 260. Like yeah, this is slow, and they're just like, bro. Yeah, that's the, that's kind of the, that's partially hey. why the, why uh, Derek picked me up too is because I was I play slam. I played a mm. lot of slam, and so I kind of helped with that process too, where it was just like, hey, I need to not make this brutal death. Yeah. Right. I, and and you guys have the communication level where you can be like, all right, drop it to this BPM or do this, and you can, you know, not have to sit there and hold each other's hand about it. It's like let's yeah. go. Well, Derek and I've been making music for a very long time, so that's easy too, because I can just yell I brought, him or vice versa. I brought Tristan you know? specifically, and not only for his talent, but his knowledge and his passion of slam. There you go. Yeah, the number one because... thing was I love like some slam. But more like old stuff because yes. I'm old. I never like knew too much Older. of the new stuff. And um, yeah, I didn't even know it was like slam. I'm just like, oh, even though like I showed him a bunch of slam. It's <clears throat> our our history is just hilarious. We'll get into That's it. I weird. guess I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a relatively young person. <laughs> to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. Well, that's that's a great introduction, I think. Uh, that good old freaking, oh my gosh, Brandon, can you set up for the class and just let them know who you are and what you do? Just let you know, let everybody get to know you. Ah. Like that that's a great way to get started. And that's exactly what I mean by elementary level introduction, because it leaves plenty of room for just like, ooh, how did they meet? Whoa. Like, you know, it's just great. It's great for duration. So Oh God, the story, Tristan, the story. The story. <laughs> oh, we are here to tell the stories. That's exactly why the podcast exists. So to kind of like, you know, just kind of grab people by the nads for a little bit. We're like, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to start with Brandon's story first just to fuck with people. So All right. <laughs> um, basically, let That's me the know. One. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Um, go ahead and go to the earliest point you find relevant to your journey, your investments into music i would say and oh into music as into a whole music yeah right. no, i don't know I'm, not, I'm, not I'm when not you were born musical, bro i'm I, i'm anti-music we can <laughs> stick to the crambulant though i mean uh invariolent okay we'll start with that right absolutely take it away sir yeah i mean because i have a bunch of other stuff. i don't know if you like electronic music but i do yes. some dabble on that i'll link you some things um so, what was it, 20, 2018, 2019, me and Derek were dicking around with something else, I can't remember, and I was like, you know, I would really like to bring back Necrambulant. That would be a lot of fun, and it's been sitting dead since I left, basically, so I thought that'd be a good idea, and so I was like, Derek, you're the most capable person I know, help me make this real, so then we start working on stuff we bring tristan in and we're kind of chugging along we you know worked on an album for about a year then we did mixing and mastering for damn well a year two years almost we had to get the right sound dude dude uh shout out ryan wecta man fucking hooked us up like spent 
Way too much dodgeball snare. Oh god. Way yeah. too much time. Talk with about us. patience, um, you know. And so yeah, we get up to the uh to the starting line, right? We're ready to drop this beast. And uh had to like you know change change it up a little bit at the end there. Um and I think it was a much better decision because when you listen to this album, you'll hear that it was very much a resurrection of Necranduin. Like, all of the, all of it's a nod to it as a fan, right? And if you're a fan of Necranduin, you're going to love this, right? It's like... Well, you well, should, theoretically. Get it. That was the goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it was like to make it like a spiritual successor. So okay. to, to do that and start out very much that, and then by the end of the album, we're kind of doing all kinds of stuff. And it's like really defining our own new new style so the the joke of the noun that i put up there saying you know when you when you raise a, a necroambulant corpse um <laughs> if if you didn't catch the the tongue-in-cheek there that's that's the reference is that we started as that and now we have the uh really the free license to do whatever the hell we want and there's no, uh, there's no pushback. We can get into all that drama because it's really oh, funny. There's a lot of it, but I don't, I, I want, really don't want to. I want to mention yet. that too, but Brandon, before before we get into it, it's funnier to me because like now that we're on like record of being able to like see a recording of it, it kind of sucks that like nobody except for us three will ever hear the versions of the songs with the stupid clips, not the serious stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's right? funny too because we went back and forth between like, okay, now that we're not, we don't have to be super serious because after we we changed the name, it was like, okay, well we can be dumb now. Do you want to put we some dumb it doesn't have in to, there? Like, yeah, it's so, to the lore, like, and that was the thing. Like, all the writing stuff is like, well, d is this necrambulant or is this not necrambulant? Like, that was very much like we would. It was play very much a lore like, based thing, which is hard to imagine in a lot of ways, but. For me, yeah. slam well, comes in. Even, even when you read when you read the lyrics, you'll see the lore there. And same thing going back to the definition. It's it's the same shit, but with a bunch of sci-fi and gore and fire, everything's on fire for some reason. Right. Okay. So I mean, while whilst we're like talking about you, Brandon, and we're talking about um you, you said you don't really have a background musically speaking, but then you you mentioned an EDM project, you mentioned the Cramulin, which there's a whole bunch of drama you'd rather not get get into at least in grave detail so that's completely fine if anything let's go ahead and rewind a little bit and let's talk about your edm project and like <laughs> maybe where that started because obviously that eventually led you into wanting to become a heavy vocalist and then wanting to become the part of the crime well I've, I've always i've always liked um hardcore and death metal um coming more from hardcore and uh like scene grind and shit Okay. Uh, that's where me and Derek's dicks touch a lot. So, <laughs> uh, but the the EDM stuff, um, I wouldn't say it's EDM. It's more like vapor trash. Um, but okay. that's just because I enjoy doing it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I can do it solo. If I was as good as doing, if I could sit down and record guitar and bass like these guys can, then I would do that. But I can't. So I just like sample Janet Jackson and fuck it up really bad. You used to be able to be. You were a pretty good guitarist back in the day. I have footage of it. I I played a guitar once. I played a guitar <laughs> once. There's there's a there's recordings of it somewhere. So right. I, well, if anything, like how'd you end up getting started with that project? Even if it's like not your uh, per se your pride and joy now, 
like what, what was the spark for like first getting into your uh vapor trash project oh, well so i uh I, I do a lot of black metal okay and as part of that like i eventually just getting into more and more just straight noise right and i had a drone thing that i was doing and i slowly transitioned from doing things all analog to doing things in a DAW, and that's like that was the transition basically. right okay fine i've run in a bunch of synths and pedals and like a wall of cabinets um that room was sick yeah <laughs> so if anything um we now you know kind of collect a record of you performing on or like trying to create for a vapor trash project so if by musically um like you said you don't really have a musical background if that means that you weren't really uh that thoroughly involved into music theory or anything um you're obviously a vocalist for this project so what ended up getting you first into vocals like that's the most fucking like basic so, so in-person it sucks ever, to keep but. going back to this shit but so going back to necrambulant my homie garth mm -hmm. we were both working at home depot like 12 13 years ago something like that Okay. And I was walking around singing Lord Lord <laughs> dumb shit. And he came up to me and he taught me how to do Angry Turkey. He taught me how to do all my guttural shit. <laughs> and he was the vocalist in the Crambulant. Oh, okay. And he passed the torch to me. So that's that was like my my kind of introduction into this. And that was like oh, you know, biggest thing you know ever for me. So Right. Exactly. You, you were never in the Crambulant. I, oh yeah, yeah you were you were <laughs> you were an amazing vocalist before Nacrambi went though. Like and then me and boy, me and Derek had stuff, yeah. And uh, I had other projects with other people. I mean, there's been a bunch of things. Um, Let's talk about that. <laughs> if you're down to, if if you're well, not, that's completely fine. Here's the thing, and and I tell this to people all the time. It's like if you don't record, it's not real. If you don't have any record of your existence, then it's, it doesn't. Yeah. Count. I was about to say, Sean, it's like, like it's kind of hard to discuss that. They play every Friday. They like go and they hit hard, dude. And it's like, right. okay, well, what happens next year when you stop playing? I can't right. hear your music anymore. It Local exist. bands in Phoenix, you know, we were in a few of them. Right. Yeah, I was, was going to say that subject is like a, a void for them because there are just so many of them. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> even, even for me, too. I mean, it's fun. It's, you can laugh at it, but it's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and mine's on record mine's like metal archives like you can go look at it and you're like oh my god that's absurd you know what i mean mm -hmm. but your guys is like mo mostly underground where it's like most of them don't even come up you know what i mean right well yeah, if we, anything eric had like a, a pretty interesting one called at dome i don't know how how would you classify the music of that it was well, like they, post they, they call it black Atom. metal the best so band so called I, after I, the death I put of man. up a what was it like a, a Tinder ad or something for you? And I was Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> it was Craigslist. You bastard. You like the the most pretentious asshole. Yeah. Uh, post that you'd ever seen. You're like, this is either like like the worst person or like an absolute best person. I mean, I can go into detail when he asked me about all my background stuff because oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell our story just fine. <laughs> Absolutely, no, that's that's actually really funny. And like, I don't know, like if anything, uh, you said you had a whole bunch of different projects that weren't able to come into light, right? They were never able to be set in stone. You can never dig through <laughs> Bandcamp, SoundCloud, or any of those platforms to find these around. projects. Yeah, they went yeah, around, right? That was the thing. We're old, it's like. Yeah, I mean, the the last you know 
it's like yeah 2008 what was 2006 2010 that's true yeah that's a that was a long time ago now I was, old, I was still except for tristan he's our baby we keep yeah, he's, he, keeps he is our baby he young and oh, <laughs> oh you're, you're older than me man holy shit um, I guess I'm the baby in lobby now. There we go. Um, the actual baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I works, man. Have, I just don't have a beard. <laughs> you're, I'm sure you're working on it, man. You got it. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I yeah, know, like if, if all if all three of us push our chin hairs, our neck beards together, we might be able to have like a passable beard. No, it'd be terrible. We'd all have like a goatee. We could leave them most. all together and put like a bead at the end. Yeah. That's we great. have so much testosterone flowing in our band, dude. <laughs> Want to go to war? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, if anything, uh, so like obviously you had all these various projects. Um, like I guess near the beginning when Brandon and Derek, when you two were working together, what was your initial plan and idea? Maybe before the Crambulin, like you were like, I want to write this. Oh. What was that subgenre? What were the bands that you were listening to at the time? A lot of like, um, this is a controversial band name now, but back in the day, I swear to God, it was normal. ISIS, mm -hmm. <laughs> ISIS, The Ocean Collective, Pelican, mm -hmm. Intronaut, um, a lot of post metal stuff, okay. and then a lot of like, um, black metal, right? They're just a mixture of like Mayhem, Destroyer 666, Deathbell Omega. Right. Intranaut and then like Dream Theater. <laughs> it was just insane. Right. Would you second that, Brandon? Or were there like other bands that you were listening to at the time that you were hoping to incorporate into what is, well, a non existent project? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it suffered the fate of a lot of bands where you try to do all of your favorite things all at once. Yeah. And it doesn't work sometimes. Fortunately, <laughs> disorder. Like, like we could actually do it. Like Derek could actually do it, right? But it's it's hard to listen to that as a listener because you're like, well, I liked this part and that part, and then when you play that shit live, people like they they can't even enjoy it. They just stand there and be like, whoa, you know, because it's, it's like a, it's too much. Yeah, it's a big mix yeah. of all these. Major Where, whereas genres. when you come out with something that's dumb, dumb. Everyone knows exactly what they're doing. Simple getting. Neanderthal. They, they, they can just go right to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you had these Void projects. You were, like, daydreaming, I'm sure, about, like, doing certain genres. And then eventually you settled for what would be the, the Crambert or whatever it's called. Um, there was, like <laughs> – Did that. I say it wrong? Yeah, no, <laughs> no perfect. that's perfect. Oh, okay. So um, then, you know, everything happened to that band, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later in session, if not whatever. Um, and then you eventually got into uh, environment. Would you say, Brandon, that um, any of the... We keep laughing because you're saying it wrong. I got I got like, to gotta... clear up the record. We have a Discord, and so we have the argument with Discord all the time. I don't know why our own people that listen to us are arguing with the people that made it, but it's in it's in virulent. In virulent. Yeah, because yeah. the word is virulent, right? Like uh, like a virulent virus, like virulence. Okay. Okay. So Sorry. Virulent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought. It, I just think it's funny because it's recorded and it's like. I just guys keep are dying of laughter, dude. It's just <laughs> every time, but it's not you. That's it's why we made, you. Right, we made the Facebook post. Right. Right. Post to like tell you how to pronounce it. <laughs> See, I thought you were over here commenting on like the way I pronounced it before, because uh, I know I did like some type of 
weird uh, heavy vocal thing before the reaction I did. So I thought you were referencing that. You're like, haha, lol. In well, it's, what's funny Whatever. because when I do it on the record, I even fuck it up because I that vocal's oh, really? hard. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he says in, <laughs> he says in in virulent, but it's okay because you have to go. Err. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he said it. Yeah, the way that he said it though is like very. Err. Uh, I still, yeah, I still like, remember uh, that too. Yeah, I remember that from the listening session. I'm like, oh, the band One name. One of the only the like band name. Like, they said it. They said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, at least once every song. We just want to <laughs> yeah. be spite. Yeah, I have to say, oh. I am planning to cheese the shit out of that with my band. Just like if people are like playing without our failures, it's too long. I'd be like, just fucking call it blind. Then just blind, blind without our failures, blind, blind so without our failures. Yeah, Spine. I have my freaking root of all. Yeah, I saw it on the I back love, of my I love chair. Spider. Boy, I love, I love Spite. Spite's great, man. I think their new album cover though is uh, a little bit lazy, but anyways. <laughs> Just because it's the same thing as nothing is beautiful except it's black, man. Like, come on. Um, and like, you know, it has a eyeball and it has like ooze or whatever the fuck. I'm like, it's, it's their the aesthetic. same skull, though. It's yeah, their it's, aesthetic. It's, it's their aesthetic. It's so their I'm brand. Like, it's their marketing. It's their Eddie. Exactly. Exactly, man. So that's why I never really said anything after my front to back session. I'm like, hey, make an original album, please. Like, it's, it's, that's their music. That's their fucking business. It's their money. Um, so as we return <laughs> to the matter at hand, the conversation at hand, um, obviously, like, there, there's been this big old journey so far, whether with your EDM project, your um, kind of void band projects, and then eventually became the Cranbert and in Virulent, um, and, you know, everything that's happened so far. Would you say, Brandon, that any of the prior projects that you have participated in have leaked their way musically speaking into what invirulent is or is it a completely different animal well other than it being made to be what it is i mean it's uh at this point no not really we it's it's a chance for us all to do something that's kind of different you know derek doesn't really write slam or like you said he's a he's a brutal death metal guy yeah, the, the the combination of us three, as far as even without our musical influences, weirdly, well, I mean, it is because of our musical influences, but they almost don't leak into Invirulent, if that makes sense. They're almost yes. like the combination of all three created this weird fucking like metal hip hop thing. Because like when I listen to Invirulent, to me, it's almost it's not even slam, and I I think I can say that because I actually have like I know what slam. is slam. I you know what I mean, and I know it. And when I sit there and play Invirulent, it feels very much like. Like, there's some really heavy parts, but it's, like, there's slam parts. For mm-hmm. the most part, it's got this just, like, like yeah, I don't know how to just, you know exactly. what I mean? That's why it's, like, metal hip-hop. Like, I don't know how it's to like, describe it. It's, like, K-Man <laughs> Neanderthal death metal. Just, like, yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it. It's it's absolutely, like, IQ-lowering, just, like, uh, party canon. Um, shout out to them, because they were, like, one of the first slam bands we've had on the podcast, but. I guess um, aside from Necrambulant, which is something that we were trying to actually like structure it around, I can I think we can actually genuinely say though that um like uh probably the only other bands that would probably go in there is stuff like specifically we reference stuff like Bomb at the Soul. Ah. 
I'm still on, my be, on, on my behest, actually. That was what it was. Like when we were talking about Wecta, because my bass tone is always in pursuit of that, you know? So when you're talking about like different like leaks that like into different stuff, it's not really our bands. It's, it's the bands we've always been inspired by. Yeah. And then that, that's more or less what I'm talking about too, whether your own projects or like uh, other bands, but more or less uh, that will be, yeah, I, I see you over there. This is definitely like one of the biggest, I found these dudes right around probably a year after knowing Brandon. And then mm. he's just like, yeah, that's my friend. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Fucking flex much. Okay. <laughs> like we were writing the early stuff, you know, and he was like, oh yeah, I was sending it to Andrew and he really likes it. I'm like, <laughs> the dude of likes my music. He's like, that's cool. yeah, it's great. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to process this. <laughs> <laughs> that's always great. That's always an awesome experience is when like you're, you're associating with bands and you're like getting into these certain bands that and then happened, you know, so many times it was first cool. it was cerebral and then it was it's... us getting signed to inherited. So then Alex, my yeah, the, God the, of this all project has a lot of like uh, really interesting that <laughs> just ha happened to come together, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess it's uh the stars have aligned. A prophecy has been foretold. No, I like Basically. it. I like the sound of that. Well, if anything, uh, as we are preparing to uh, wrap up the, you know, Brandon section, basically, of the podcast specifically, um, what I'd like to do, Brandon, is go ahead and pluck off of you five characters from these categories, either bands, albums, people, or even like singles, like maybe there's a couple songs that you just like can't get enough of no matter what. And more specifically, five characters in those categories that have inspired you as a vocalist, inspired you to maybe do your uh, Vapor Trash back in the day, the Void Projects, or, you know, and especially because that's what the podcast is about. Um, anything in, in virulent, because Tristan himself said that, you know, it, it wasn't really... Um, the, the previous projects that leaked into uh, in Virland, but what are some bands, what are some artists, people, like even philosophers or maybe your biggest supporters um, that helped you kind of really push forward and jump into getting this project kickstarted? Um, I don't know if that was complicated. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, obviously these guys, right? I couldn't have done it. Like, it, it was just my dream to be like, hey, I, I think this would be a really great idea. I really want to... It, it killed me how bad the... Um, Derek's Ukraine got a hard up for you, bro. Huh? Derek had a hard up for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, it killed me how bad that album sounded. Our, our recording process was kind of shitty, and it just... It, I wanted to redo something that really lived up to like the quality I felt like it should have been. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, let's, let's approach this right and do it right. And which is something, you know, I, I've, you know, you, you always do the band. It was like, well, let's just play shows. And if we keep playing shows, then something will happen. And it's like, well, why don't we just spend time like really writing and recording and like making it really good yeah first <laughs> yeah exactly come out later um get the actual like, material out on streaming services yeah, instead of rushing yeah. to the stage like that's exactly how i think too so who are the, the five soon, right? people or bands or albums or whatever so, that like you so, can't get enough of i'm interested 
that I, I don't know this information. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's going to It's going to make everyone hate me. I have the worst opinion of. Oh, shut up! No, you're not. I'm sure you're fine. You are freezing every now and then, though. So just oh, to let you know. Subject. I read. I read. That's okay. it. Like my, my my friend's music. So like not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm a terrible. I don't, I don't listen to much that's like popular i guess so who fucking cares bro if you want to plug an underground artist you fucking do your thing man that's why we have the podcast among other reasons of course oh he froze again <laughs> but i'm done I'm, I'm like leaning in just like <laughs> you, you you're there chief he probably <laughs> hears us and he's responding he's yeah he, yeah, Brent, he's got Brandy, a big old smile on his face you, I was you say, frozen. he froze out on a smile there, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you're uh, back uh, again. Sup, for the moment. There? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Yeah, number five, go. Oh, so I was just saying, like, the shit that my fucking homies make, like these guys, um, and then, like, the other guys I do, like, electronic <laughs> stuff with, it's like, I, I probably should listen to more, but I really don't. Like, I, uh, I feel like if you listen to too much and you really start to love it, then it it leaks into your your shit and then you can't like unhear it and then you're just you're like oh i wrote this super sick riff and you're like oh that's actually the song that i heard and right. then it, it i actually can i i don't think he's trying to actually dodge the question i think i can corroborate i mean he has he has children he takes if he's not taking care of children he's focusing on the music that he's making or trying to help yeah. put on his own label and stuff he has as far triplets as like edm and stuff and another kid he has four children yeah he has four, ki four kids so Outside Ryan? of four kids, he doesn't really like listen to music, you know. Right, right. <laughs> doesn't listen to me. You don't oh, even listen to music. Oh, that's don't even... harsh. Oh, oh just, you know what I mean. Just shots fired. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not out on YouTube looking up new shit. Is what I'm saying. Are you right, kidding me? Right. He sends me links all the time. But that's uh, not. It's just kind of coming to him. Yeah. He's just finding that shit. I, I, I feel like mean? that's more marketing and research. Yeah, I, I took Maybe. a I took a break from the internet for like ten years, and so like I'm coming back and like trying to like get on oh. board. What's blowing my mind is everyone's doing like the the fry thing, and I'm like, why is what fry gutturals? This doesn't make any sense. This <gasps> this is counter and yeah. Bread. I'm like that doesn't make sense. They should all be false. So so what a real gutteral point. is, Shobe. <laughs> Like, that's probably yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you afraid to be loud because wife and kids sleeping? No, I'm out. Well, I'm out in the in this workshop right now. So oh, then show off. Unleash. Oh, oh it cuts out. Oh, it cut out. It. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's cutting out. You're too. Oh, you're too brutal, Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 <laughs> you're too brutal. We have to be did it come through or no? No, it no, cut it out. Cut out. It's too loud. Really? Too yeah, do yeah, a tunnel. Yeah. See if it cuts. If it cuts. <laughs> no, see it cuts. <laughs> immediately cuts. It's because it's too loud. He's so loud. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't nope. really hear it, but no. <laughs> impressive. Really? Go go through and uh, I mean I don't know. There's probably an what? audio setting yeah, sensitivity. I turn this shit down. Are we about to freaking ear ear bump all of my listeners? <laughs> Just like, blur blur my background. No. Yeah, so it'd be under audio. So there's automatically let me see. Background noise automatically <laughs> adjusts noise suppression. So 
where do you go to find that? I'm such a fucking boomer. All right, King. So where it says mute, there's a little up arrow, and you push on that, and then you hit audio settings. Mute. And then there's audio, and you scroll down, and it says original sound for musicians recommended for studio environments. Clicking that one will probably give you the best, like, actual screaming. You'll be able to hear yourself. Oh, man. I can't figure this shit out. <laughs> it's it's well, okay. No pressure, man. No pressure at all. Um, so, you, so, so far with the top five, top five recommendations and ones you would yeah. probably, you've been talking about, you know, your friends and stuff. So, obviously, we got in Verland. Um, if I may, what was the project of your, like, you know, of your project back in the day, your, your Vapor Trash project? Oh, I'm still doing stuff. I uh, I just oh. have a bunch of garbage that I put out, so um, under different act names and aliases. I'm sure it isn't garbage though. So stop, stop being. You, it's pretty nice good. Some of it is uh, it hits the ear different, but it mm. just depends on whether you like or not the genre. But he sells. Right. He sells like it, kids it, love it. So. It's aggressive. Okay, interesting. I uh, I did a a big. Fest, a big Latin American festival over the summer. It was like a 30-hour stream. That was pretty cool. That's longer than a day, bro. <laughs> Just, it, yeah. yeah. That's actually pretty yeah. cool, though. I like that. Okay, so a, um, I, right, knocking out number five. Uh, let's go ahead and do uh, four. What would be your fourth place recommendation, whether it be a band, an artist, a person, anything like that? Pressure. Pressure. Um, Peer pressure. Collapse. Peer pressure. Collapse. Collapse under intense yeah. stress. And... Um, Say something, man, please. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. Really, honestly. Um, Do it for the content. Hit, hit I, it for the gram. Do it for the bomb. I, I, I love summoning. I probably listen to them more than anything. Summoning. Okay. Would you say um, they are your like favorite band of all time? I would love to know that. Pro probably so many really um yeah i mean the the new album i wasn't like super stoked about but you when you have like six other ones that are perfect then it's like okay whatever it's like okay i i don't mind you just try yeah. it next time so <laughs> um yeah i i like a lot of black metal i probably listen to more black metal than anything okay so in that case uh name uh, a couple artists from black metal that that you've been tuning since uh, your early days in the in the combat and you know your other void projects that ended up not coming into light, right? Yeah. What was the main uh, influence for like Fanath? Main influence for FanPath? Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all asking, we're all trying to do different things. One guy was trying to do like Wolves in the Throne Room worship. Another guy was trying to do like grindcore or some shit. I don't know what the hell he was <laughs> I don't um, even know that much grindcore. <laughs> Joe was nuts. And then uh, I was trying to do just like uh, power noise. So, and then and then when it fell into my hands, it's what it devolved into was noise and then electronics. Okay. Um, that's it. Uh, so you were mentioning like the other people involved in that project. Um, it was like wolves in the throne room. So, like, what about for you, man? Because we're talking about you, man. Like for me, yeah, yeah. For you, for me. Just tell the people uh, what you like, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I think that that uh that Cisco song is really bussing. All right, there we go. Thong song. 
know that you know it it's the whole song which one was it when he was in like drew hill or the fucking hold song dude oh that's cisco yes not not Cisco the rapper. I'm talking. Oh Cisco, my bad, dude. Cisco Hold song. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. when he was in Drew Hill, like the Wild Wild West guy. Like I, I hear that one in my head a lot. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? So he's giving a shout out to you know that hold music. <laughs> he's just <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after that, we have two more placeholders, and I mean, shit, dude. If you have like a philosopher that you like, if you have an author that you enjoy. Like anything like that, man. Who's your that favorite vocalist? Just... How about yeah, that? Yeah, there you go. Who's your favorite vocalist? God, he's um, a better interviewer than me. Yeah, so my favorite vocalist. I'm good at wrangling Brandon. That's all I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I've gotten to play with a lot of my favorites, which has been really cool. And it kind of sucks because you get almost disenchanted a little bit because you like yeah. worship them after you hear it so many times and then you see it live and it's just like not and then i don't know there's like regular dudes you know it's yeah. not magical anymore right um, never meet your heroes but who would it be yeah who would be a hero who was uh, your hero I before you hero. met them and then it was destroyed <laughs> yeah right um so voc vocally i i like to try and do the og um angel like the very like iconic guttural I, I call it like the lazy og it's like the spoken kind of guttural okay um that's i think just iconic it's like when, when i heard that that changed like my whole my whole game that like completely um that's angel Akola, right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah okay god all right and then you have one more placeholder so you, we've done your older. yeah we've done your vocalist of all time we've done some uh, major influences for your various mm -hmm. projects um, maybe I don't know if you mentioned this before because um, I know you guys within Virulent you're trying to do something like fresh for Slam and it's like not specifically Slam it's mostly brutal death metal with some just like Neanderthal Slam moments in it but if there is a band that you would say could be uh, I think you guys mentioned this earlier too, could be compared to in Feverland, I guess, or like what Brandon, what you would say just right off the bat. It's like, yeah, I could, I can see us opening up for this band or something like that. What, what would you select for a band? And this could easily be the, what would you want to talk with if you could? But, you know, just trying to make it non cringe interviewer as possible. Right. Um, but the homies, right? I mean, that's just, just hit up the homies and play with them. Mm -hmm. So, who are the homies? Yeah, who are the homies? <laughs> Just you keep saying the homies. So, who are the homies? Um, obviously, cerebral, refractory. Um, that's, that's two. Keep going. We need five. Who, who are the five oh, homies? Geez. I don't. I don't have five friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that's good enough. So you said it's cerebral. Like, uh, what is it on your shirt? Cerebral incubation. Yeah, cerebral incubation. Oh, slam band one on one. Cool. All They're right, really sick. good. Nephrectomy oh, is the other one that he mentioned. They're really good. You said defrectomy? Nephrectomy. Nephrectomy. Like yeah. enephrectomy. Just like that's a it's that's like a N E right frectomy with a PH. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. You well, listen that, to Slam Man? No. Nah. <laughs> Not that oh, much. Nice. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You're, be- you know? you're, you're, you're <laughs> better off. You're so much better off. No, I mean, genre is trash. Basically, the the I would say the only slam bands I listen to would be like Organectomy, uh, Waking the Cadaver, you guys, uh, Party Cannon, which that which that's specifically Party Slam, um, and Tristan loves Waking the Cadaver like more yeah. than any human probably. I, should. I got in I got into them like earlier <laughs> this year mainly because of the zombie vocals and Devin from uh, Worm Shepherd. He's like, yeah, dude. That's like one of my main vocal influences, man. I'm like, what? Why? He's like, because I love like how non-articulated he can be sometimes, and like how you can barely understand anything. I'm like, but why? <laughs> it's just a, here's a conversation. But I ended up understanding it over time, and now I'm like, okay, so this guy does because like, the vocals are an instrument. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not using you're not using your vocals to say words. I mean, you are. It just it's just distortion. It's saying, different. You know? Yeah, it's exactly, and I came to appreciate that. You can't always when, uh, pick out each note in a chord when someone's playing and strumming. Yeah, exactly. But overall, you get the vibe <laughs> and the feeling of what it's trying to convey. Exactly. And, I'm a I musician. Mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to answer shut everything up, like man. that. Shut <laughs> just, this guy stinks. Like, no I'm kidding. Um, Every day. No, absolutely. Uh, after Nine Dead and their one of their latest like. Big hits on Slam Worldwide, that being 115 featuring Donovan from um, uh, Waking the Cadaver. Like, I'm like, okay, I get it now. And I mean, obviously, I've listened to uh, Authority through Intimidation, I think is the, the latest record by Waking the Cadaver. Real Live Death is the one that really made me love that band. Okay, I'll definitely check that out here in the near future on the channel. So but um, now we have plucked five characters off of Brandon. We've re- learned a little bit more about his background as a musician, his kind of history um pieced together here and there and now um obviously like tristan and derek seem to have a story that will be bouncing back and forth we've done that here on the podcast a couple times and it just feels more organic so really um if 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 that is the case if you guys have like such an intertwined history that ended up getting you into what is in virulent as well as other endeavors um go ahead and take it away Yes and no. Um, I was doing some music projects before I even met Brandon. Like I'm old. I was playing deathcore when like it first started in like '05, uh, back in the day. And then I moved to Phoenix in '09, and that's when I met mm-hmm. Brandon. And then I met Tristan actually in like 2016. So I haven't known him as long as I've known Brandon. Okay, interesting. Well, if anything, uh, Derek, start us from the or- earliest point uh, in general, really, that you're willing to talk about, um, just as far as like where you were born, like. All right, I got stories up and shit. Yeah, there you I'll go. Go Sick. off. Um, go off, champ. <laughs> right. My name is Derek. Um, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California, and I got into metal because my dad just always showed me metal. Like that was just his thing. He was an '80s dude. Listened to like. Metallica, Slayer, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Queensryche, which would be probably one of the biggest influences for me in later years. So I was in like second grade, like drawing pentagrams and writing hella weights on binders. <laughs> like I was like the scary kid. <laughs> um, and uh, just musically, it just progressed. I had like family friends that listened to other stuff. I remember I got like really into corn in like the nineties when life is peachy was coming out. Yes. Like I'm old. <laughs> mm. um, but even then I was like a kid, like I was born in 88. So that was 90 uh, something. I love 
big revolution happened in like seventh grade or sixth grade when I found Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And I had just started playing guitar maybe like two years before that or like a year before that. Yeah. And I just fell in love with like how angry it was versus like all these like boomer bands that like I was listening to. And from there I found metalcore and I started going to like local shows. My very first local show was like Curl Up and Die. Um, yeah, just crazy. I mean, they're from Vegas. They're like a uh, screamo, mathcore, whatever scene mm-hmm. stuff. And then that kind of led me into just this world of like hardcore and death metal and grindcore and all this other stuff. And when I moved to Lake Havasu City, I was like, I was an okay guitarist in California. I like played a lot of metalcore. I learned like all of From Mom to Ashes by ear, Azalea Dying, Black Dolly Murder. Like I was able to play this stuff. I moved to Havasu and it's like all of a sudden I became this like small fish in like this, in, in like a, like a fishbowl. Like, there's just no other real, like, musicians or guitarists here that, frankly, could keep up. Um, Yeah. And that was 2005. And I was playing with this metalcore band called Damascus because they were Christian guys. And they were like, yeah, like, it's a biblical city. Like, it's this. And I was writing material with them. And we went to band practice at this guy Thomas Brandeman's house. And that's how I met the band that I would be in for, like, four years called Bodies Lift Burning. Shout out to Owen Dowden. Uh, he was the drummer that he's still keeping it going, actually. That is still a band. They are releasing an album sometime soon, which is ridiculous because of how old the band is. They're yeah. even a band before I joined. But through that, I made a bunch of connections in not only the industry, but like friends. Like, yeah. Bodies of Burning became best friends with Knights of the Abyss in like 2006. Mm-hmm. So none of us knew how big nights were going to get. None of us knew, you know, any of this other world. I played with Suicide Silence, uh, Winds of Plague, Carnifex, Burning the Masses, like when they were all like little nobody bands because yeah. that was just our local scene. That's we'd cool. We'd book shows in Havasu. We'd bring them through. We became friends and stuff. And um, yeah, so when that kind of got to this point of it wasn't going how I wanted and my life in Havasu just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I got an offer to move to Phoenix. This is where Brandon started that conversation, like kind of about like an asshole, you know, post or whatever is I was on Craigslist and I was looking for musicians and um, I would go and jam with these dudes and I'd play and they'd be like, Whoa, holy shit. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Like we got to, Whoa, guys come in here. And I'm just like, cool. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, man, you got the gig if you want." Like, you know, we we practice, you know, th- this day, and I'm like, "Oh, well, how often do you guys practice?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we practice once a week." I'm like, "No, your instruments." <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, so th- you guys aren't gonna get better. You guys aren't gonna get good enough. You guys aren't at like this level that I'm trying to reach." Yeah. So, I went on and I made this like stupid post about like, "Don't waste my time on Craigslist," and like. No responses, of course. So who wants to respond to a fucking asshole? Yeah. And then I'm scrolling through, and then I see an equally as asshole post. Like, no, no, no a gay you, no a bitchin fold, like, just all this other stuff. And I'm like, all right, this dude is either, like, the biggest asshole or, like, the funniest man I could ever imagine. Because <laughs> this is just, like, you have to know who these bands are to make fun of them. Yeah. Like, so I was like, okay, whatever. 
So I showed up at his house wearing a Converge hoodie and a, um, God, what's that shitty black metal band that I love? <laughs> I don't know. It starts with an N. Um, okay. Which they were like post black metal. Yeah, Knock Mystium. I got it. <laughs> how the fuck did you guess that one? Jesus, man. Because he knows the story. He knows know, how he met it's me. Just, it's just funny as fuck. Because like I would, I was trying <laughs> so, to remember that one and I couldn't. It was a Knock Mystium shirt and a Converge hoodie. And I opened the door and he invites me in. And his girlfriend at the time, now wife, was like, "I made cookies or muffins or something." You want some? <laughs> and I'm just like, "This is such like a juxtaposition from like what life <laughs> I thought like this dude would have." Mm -hmm. And we just, like, hung out and talked, and we realized we liked all the same bands, and just, it was like, okay, you love Converge, okay, cool, you love Gaza, okay, cool, like, we just, we bonded over our love of, like, metal and hardcore, and, like, our mutual love of, like, black metal, and just, like, these really obscure bands that he was like, hey, no one in this town, like, listens to, and you're really cool, like, mm -hmm. you're my... I felt like I was, like, this, like, trophy wife that just appeared in the city, <laughs> that he was like, this is mine. <laughs> yeah i mean so then he introduced me he to a guy named paul benson who mm. shout out to paul i love him he ran a venue called club red yes. he is a f yeah oh, that was the owner Fucking. the owner is paul benson i met him when he was an intern at that venue when it was on uh university in 101 yes, my waffle dude. house Yes, fuck yeah! No, I love Club Red, man. I fucking miss Club Red so much. It depressed we, me so much when they shut down. We all do, and you. <laughs> so, when I met Brandon, Brandon was like, "You got to meet Paul. You got to meet Paul." And I was just mm -hmm. like, "Okay, I'm scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> like, you're a really cool, dude. But who's this Paul guy?" And I was mm -hmm. talking to Paul on the phone, like as he was like on his way to the thing, and he was like, "So, like, what theory do you know? Like, what this?" And I'm just like, "None. Like, I don't know who the like. Sorry, bro. Like." I just play and like he was probably just not impressed at all. Paul mm. shows up and I'm like, here man, go ahead and play. Like, let me see what you can do. And he plays. And I'm like, wow, man, that's like really good. Cause it was. Mm -hmm. Then I play and the words out of his mouth are fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> he's like, you can't say I'm good and then do that. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he's like, what? In a good way or a bad way, man? I don't rhythm. know. Brandon, elaborate. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's that's almost yeah, that's one hundred percent accurate. It was a good thing. So oh we started writing material together, me and Paul, and I was like, dude, I w I've been really been into like the Ocean Collective and ISIS a lot, and um. He was like, yeah, yeah, no. He's like, yeah, he listened to Intronaut and he listened to that song, The Reptilian Brain. It's like a 15-minute song. And he was like, it's just, I love the way it develops and like it does all this stuff. And me and Paul just started working and writing material with Brandon. And we went and jammed at this practice space. We met these dudes. Well, everyone in Phoenix already knew them called Depraved Heretic. And that's okay. how I met like the local Phoenix scene was through Brandon. Right. Through Brandon, I met Depraved Heretic. Through Depraved Heretic, I met Andrew Brashears and Lloyd and Flynn and all these other people that, you know, I'm mentioning them like they're like real people, which they are, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, no one knows who the fuck these like people are, except for like yeah. Lloyd, because he was the vocalist of Monumental Torment. Okay. Um, which, you know, amazing band. Um, and Flynn makes uh, guitar pickups now. And stuff like that. So he's doing good. And Paul, everyone went off and did their own thing. Um, but we were in a band together, and then some tragedy struck. So I kind of had to exit myself from Phoenix, exit my life from that. 
And then once I kind of had my life back together and I was able to move back to Phoenix, all these dudes who were like, you know, giants working with me had all found their own things. And I was just like, damn it. Brandon was doing the Crambulant. Uh, Paul was the singer of Unholy Monarch. Flynn was in a band called Cave Dweller. <laughs> and uh, Joe was also in the Crambulant. So it just kind of fell on this like, I don't want to say dark period of my life, but it just came on this like, I just started writing album after album after album of different genres, hoping for a, someone to want to play this music with me. Right. Um, seriously, from like pop punk to emo to thrash to death metal to black metal to grindcore to anything. Like I have, it's not an, like uh, an exaggeration, a surplus of unreleased music that is criminal that my friends are all <laughs> mad at me about. <laughs> I mean, dude, shit. Hopefully we can see the light of any of that material someday, <laughs> but we'll see. So, and then I was like, okay, no one's going to play my music. It's fine. I'm just going to start looking for ads. So I mm -hmm. talked to, um, there's a few people. Uh, one of them was a lapse of ethos, good friends. They were deathcore. Oh, and yeah. I went and I tried out for them and I was going to get the gig, but then Nico wanted to switch from bass to guitar. So then they needed a um, guitar, a bassist instead of a guitarist. Mm -hmm. So then I tried out for a band called Avarice and this is how I met Tristan. Okay. So this is now 2016. I've been just, the last public thing musically I did was like 2011 and that was with Brandon. So it's five years of basically radio silence on my end. Mm -hmm. uh, but everyone knew who I was in the local scene because I knew everyone basically. Um, so I start trying to, I, I play with Avarice for a little bit, but we're, things just aren't working out the way, like I necessarily want. And you know, I'm dealing with a lot of my own mental health issues and stress and shit. But when I met Tristan, I was like, I might not care about what happens to the rest of like my relationships with these people, but that boy is special. That boy is mine. Mm -hmm. Like he is an amazing talent, so good at everything he does. This is like someone I need to like invest and put time into. He's, yes. He was 18 when I met him. Like yeah, he like... didn't really know the industry, didn't know anything. And I'm not a terrible mentor, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to hear, see Tristan's head nod like this when I say I'm a <laughs> terrible mentor. <laughs> but I was a, a well enough friend that we were able to stay in communication that when I kind of was willing to get my own shit together, I was able to bring him in and work on some stuff. And we've worked on a bunch of different things, but it's all just been like studio stuff, unreleased stuff. and he is such an amazing talent that he has like all these other bands and things he's really doing. And my, my priorities with him were like always low because he's like, are, so are we doing anything? And in a professional mode, no, I wasn't. So he made all of the right calls and doing stuff. So when I approached him with this project, oh, <laughs> so when I approached him with this project, um, when we were in Avarice, we were selling tickets and because I know everyone in the local scene, me and him went to go sell tickets to Mr. Brandon Shobe. And this is the funniest interaction that happened. I'm like swooning, like, you know, Brandon's the best vocalist, Brandon's this, and Tristan's like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. 
And then I tell him like who's the vocalist of, and all of a sudden his like face is changing, like he mentally like, wait, you're in, you were in the Crambulant? <laughs> yeah, no, what? it wasn't. I don't think he was he in the car at that point. I don't yeah. think so. Oh no, he yeah, was out in the know. car. He was like at a circle K or yet. something. I was driving. We were driving up to it or something, and he was like, "Yeah, he's the vocalist in the Crambulant." I was like, "Say what?" <laughs> <laughs> See, because uh, that's what I'm saying. He's just going off, but there's no context on my end now at this point, so it doesn't make any sense. But from from that context, I listened to quite a bit of music, but I didn't really listen to slam. Like, I didn't really know what that was as a genre. Yeah. I just kind of listened to everything, right? And so the things that I were calling that, uh, Derek, like, fundamentally disagreed with. He's like, that's not even what that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then there <laughs> were other things that a lot I knew. I did know what Necrambulant was, though. That's what was weird about it. Pro maybe because they were local. I, I don't know. It was one of those things where I found it in a rabbit hole, you know, like on yeah. YouTube. And I was a I was a big fan of that band, and so whenever Derek told me that, I was like, "What the fuck? No way!" <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> no, then, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and then Brandon went out in the when when Brandon was in the car at some point, either when we were going to or from somewhere, we had sold him tickets. We went to Circle which, K, which like Derek right tells me that he did show up, but I never saw Brandon that day, so I don't know if he actually even showed up to that concert we sold him tickets to. That's he did. He was part. in the back. He he, just, he know, says that, but I never cool. saw him, so I don't know. I never talked yeah. to him, but I didn't really know him, right? But I only I, met I, him at one time, and he had done vo he was he had done vocals in uh, the car for me, and that was like the craziest vocal I'd ever heard in my fucking life. So, yeah, my 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 Zach words were, "Hey, Brandon, do the Travis Ryan thing," because he, yeah. uh, before anyone was doing these like tunnel fry vocal yeah. things, like Austin. Well, then he then he did a Predator though. That was the thing. Oh that yeah, the fucking yeah. Predator, bro. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, because there, there's a lot of really low intensity predators out there that are. There, I mean, they sound good too, you know, but his Basically, are not. And he, neither Brandon's are mine. Loud. Everything yeah. that Brandon does. Everything, he's and because loud. he's loud, I'm loud because I was inspired by him. <laughs> but so yeah, so that uh, so moving into that, yeah. When I met Tristan, um, I showed him a lot of music because we would argue over what Slam was, and I showed him the. <laughs> punk rock mba like what killed slam video and you know was basically like no if it doesn't have this shitty snare ringing and just that, like that the worst way production later, dummy that's not it no that's that was way later was it? but yeah that was whatever your know, video that came out like a decade later yeah no <laughs> but uh <laughs> like what the fuck no but that, we would definitely sit there he, he he showed me like a lot of uh of bands that i consider to be my favorite bands now though I don't know about mm. a lot of them, but a couple. I, I can't really Defeated say a lot. Defeated Sanity, I don't have a lot of them. Vomit the Soul. Defeated Sanity is not necessarily one of my favorites, but they're crazy. Vomit the Soul is one of my favorite bands for sure. Like, okay. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were really It wasn't necessarily via him. It was like, listen to this. And then I found a bunch of, oh, Severed Savior. I was, I really oh, like, yeah. I still, I still to this day really like Severed Savior. But yeah, I'm so a big good. fan. I'm a big Brings of Saturn fan too. Oh, I was, yeah. right. So, he can play insanely insane tech death. Tristan, no yeah, one it's, knows it's, this man's capabilities. I think I that that's what makes it funny in the context of what he was saying. Because <laughs> I was going to comment on that too, but I wanted to wait. Is that uh, he was like, oh yeah, I want to, this is like, I'm going to, he did what Brandon did to him, to me. He was like, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this guy. <laughs> but it was funny when he, it's funny when he says that to me though, because I was so young. Because like even at the time, like nowadays I know about that, but when I think about it at the time, and I, I was so fucking just like, oh, what's going on? Like, <laughs> and Derek's just sitting there like, dude, do you understand what you can do? I'm like, no, I just, I just been playing bass every day for like nine years, fucking nonstop. And he's like, oh, well, that's really good. Yeah. Um, 
like really so good. I tried to I tried to do a lot of different stuff on my own, but yeah. Um, me, we met through Avarice, basically, is what he was trying to get at. And then yeah. that band that band now is now actually Atoll. Like, most of the people in that band is now Atoll. Oh! The, the, yeah. They the recently sounded Avarice. to Unique Leader, right? Yeah. The vo- yeah, but the vocalist of uh, Atoll was the vocalist of Avarice. He gave me all of my oh, first shit. production stuff, so that way I could start recording my first stuff. And I actually Shout out to Wade stuff. and Spanky. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I was saying. You were like, you were talking about it, and you were keeping it us, but I wanted to give them a shout out, too, because... Uh, Spanky and Wade helped a lot too in all of that, you know. Amazing musicians, amazingly mm-hmm. talented, and amazingly amazingly driven. I just I was really young at the, time, at the time. I actually I, I should have listened to them. Like his his view on it was different because like he said he couldn't match the energy, but I was just a dumb kid and I had to make different decisions that fucked me. But I right. had to I had to make those decisions, otherwise I wouldn't have been able I don't know, I wouldn't have learned, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. But yeah, I mean, they're all Atoll now, and shout out to them. You know, shout out to Blaine Atoll's too. So fucking Check good. Blaine, yeah. Blaine is now in Six Million Dead. Yeah, That's Blaine was the drummer of uh, Avarice. Blaine of Six Million Dead was in Avarice too. Yeah. Okay. Sick. There's actually no. a lot of people in the scene that know that band because we actually played quite a few shows. We played like a lot of shows, like back to back, and they were all pretty big shows. We, my we first show with that band. Yeah, my first show with that band was opening up for the Acacia Strain, Dying Fetus. Ooh. Uh, whenever that came through at Joe's Grotto. That's oh, how I met shit, the Acacia Street, and I, you know, formed a loose relationship with being their friend. Right? No, cool. I've I've heard I've heard plenty about like Joe's Grotto and like I think the, the the Green Room or something like that. Like plenty of venues I just haven't been to yet that are like outside of the the Phoenix Metro Valley area. And oh uh, God, like I, I'm only really familiar now with like Nile Theater. There's Auction Pavilion. There's um. Let's see, there's the Rebel Lounge, Pop Rock, uh, Van Buren. Like, th- yeah. those are really the only venues I've been to now. That and the Nile Underground. So, after Avarice, I moved back to Havasu, and Havasu is just a place where dreams go to die. Like, long story short, there's no music scene here. Like, right. the local music scene is bar bands playing covers, and it's just <laughs> infuriating because what it was when I was like younger here was like, we were bringing suicide silence through. We were bringing, you right. know, burning them. Like we had a working and developing scene, and everyone either just let it die or moved on or whatever. Kingman actually has a really good metal scene. Those are the people who have something going really well. So, um, but I was working all these different studio and solo projects and stuff, and I think I was sending Brandon some. I was asking him to do guest vocals for one of them. And then he sent me vocals, and I was like, yeah, this is great. And then he got mad that I didn't use it. <laughs> which, which time? Yeah, I was going to say, that was uh, a period of, like, multiple times over years. Yeah. So yeah. let's just say a period of, like, five years. Um, but he reached out to me. So now we're at Invirulent, you know. Sorry, my history's so long. I'm old. You're fine. Uh, Take your time, man. But Brandon reached out to me, and I was like, hey, man, I'm busy working on this project. I'm doing all this stuff. And he's like, well, I can't think of anyone else to do it but you. And I said, it's a really good opportunity. And, you know, I want to help you, but I'm just a little busy right now. And I tried to, like, demoing out, like, some ideas and stuff, but I wasn't super happy with it. And then once the world shut down during the pandemic, I was stuck in this room. And because I was stuck in this room, I was like, all right, Brandon, I got all the free time you want, King. Like, let's let's make this happen. Actually, 
the true story is he was like, yeah, you're never going to do it. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do it. And he's like, no, it's fine. You know, you can just say you're not going to do it. And then I wrote three songs. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's, uh, that's right. <laughs> so now we're all caught up. Yeah, at least so, as far as at least at as the far beginning as, uh, of Derek Imperial is concerned. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks, thanks, we Derek, started the 30 minute story. You're welcome. <laughs> he asked for history. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, good. As long as it makes it longer and as long as you find it relevant, dude, tell your story, man. The interviewer doesn't understand the mistakes that I do asking these two questions. <laughs> it goes on records right now that I'm probably the only one on record that can speak clearly. <laughs> yeah. And to the point, these guys will both just fucking ramble on like the boomers they are. I just make them do their jobs, okay? That's, that's, really, what I, that's my job. It's, it's pretty game. accurate. But we started working, we started writing material, and he was like, all right, I tracked the bass for it, and I was like, this is trash, this is bad. And he was like, oh, well, it's fine. And I was like, no, no, it's bad. I was like, I know someone who's really good. Oh, man. And he you was like, funny oh, when is he, he worth it? That? You know why he says that, though? So Brandon, okay, wait, I need to add context to that, too, because that's yes. funny. At least we Absolutely. can all laugh at that. Brandon's like, I don't know what you're talking about, that shit bad. But, but fucking, it's not, it's not bad, is what I meant to say. But Derek records with a pick. On, mm -hmm. on a bass and like he's really heavy-handed i don't know dude the way that derek records bass and he always comes out like just super floppy and really open and just it doesn't it's this bass he's not and he's these not strings bassist, are just man this is uh, what they sound like so in his context his brain was <laughs> so like okay terrible. we want this to be the best music possible and he's listening to this and he was like dude this is not i'm not a bassist this is not what bass sounds like you know, so that's the contest because he's basically hearing my voice going like, listen to that floppy shit. Yes. So my brain is going, <laughs> who's the best bass player I know and who has told me repetitively that the Crambulin is their favorite band in the world. And I'm supposed to be keeping this all hush hush. And I'm like, Brandon, can I reach out to someone who's a really good bassist? He's like, well, I mean, if you think you, yeah. like, he's worth it, I'm just like, he's like, I really just want to do this with you, but you know, if you want to bring someone up, I don't, don't want to have to talk to anybody. Yeah, I don't want to meet anybody new. Yeah, he's like, I don't like, I don't like people. I like you though. I'm like, okay, well, I'm vetting for this kid. He's amazing. And the well, best part is he. Like, oh yeah, we actually met each other already like ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, like, do you do you remember that little kid? That was in the back of a car. He played a really big bass in a band that was like a bunch of people that were way older than him. My favorite part of this whole thing was like, we get the bass tracks delivered by Tristan and I mix them and I send it to Brandon and he was like, so I thought you said this kid was good. Oh yeah, yeah that was funny. <laughs> just fucking tearing him apart. He's just like, yeah, can you tell him to turn down that suck knob? Like, I thought I he was who, good. I, I knew he was lying. You had some pretty big shoes to fill, right? If yeah, oh, yeah, I do. Chad. What the fuck? Ch Chad, Chad's legendary. So, right. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I don't, yeah, shout out to Chad for sure. Yeah, I don't amazingly. feel worthy, but at the same time, like, I don't, at the, I don't know who else could do it. So, I, I gladly take the spot as far as someone who's like, I can step up to the plate. I can step up to the plate to do anything, you know? But it's hard to match that dude. That dude was crazy. Chad dude. founded three of the he best. He started bands a lot of Phoenix. the best bands in Phoenix. Yeah. Meat Hook, Varemia, and the Crambulant. Okay. Cool. Varemia is fucking insane. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Varemia. Yeah. Viremia. And now he just says parkour. Oh, okay. We're make we're connecting the dots, people. This is why I like the AZ scene. There's a lot. Like, there's a lot of. There's a lot of dots. That's what I'm saying. Because I. Because yeah. then there's like. 
that once that we're at this point, then it's like a like a spider web because at this point a now everybody's connected cobweb, to each other bro. because of the fucking internet and stuff, you know. Because then now, for, like I'm connected to the Houston scene pretty deeply, or not Houston in general, but like Texas. Mm -hmm. Don't live there yet. Somehow I'm in two of those bands. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, that's great. So, man. We brought Tristan on board because not only his knowledge and what he offered as like a musician, but his mm -hmm. knowledge of the young slam scene. Me and yes. Brandon are both old, and we're like, what slam? Is this even slam? Do people like this? Andrew well, likes it. I understand it, the misconception, like, you know. We didn't know what was going that... on, and Tristan was like, Tristan held the reins on the whole project. Yeah. Like, yeah. basically, I would write something, and he'd be like, no, fuck that. Do this. <laughs> no, and it's, I love that you guys, with it's funny when you hear and him say with that, With zero dude. disregard of my feelings, just like, no, fuck no. that, no. No, because I did it for both of them. <laughs> It's just funny hearing about it from both of them because it's like he, he would write he a riff and I'm like, no, too disregard. fast. Yeah, full disregard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then Brandon would be like, Brandon would just do a bunch of vocals and I'd be like, no, too much. Like, I was constantly just like, you guys need to fucking relax. <laughs> so so take the wheel, I'm trying to make slam here. If I was so driving slam. the car, Brandon so was in the while seat, we... like, humming to himself and Tristan's in the back <laughs> trying to give me directions. I'm just like... Where do I turn left? Where, where what the fuck? You were supposed to turn three exits ago. fucking missed it. <laughs> we have to get off the interstate. We have to get off the fretboard, motherfucker. Like, yeah, that's the equivalent of me saying start over because we've definitely been like, no, we got to go back. We got to go back oh. to the start. We actually have to do that on one of these songs because one of the we have new songs, right? And he sent me one of those songs, and it was funny because it's the first time in a while that he sent me one where I'm like, no, no, whole fifty percent of this needs to go. And he's like, damn it. I hate you so much. He's like, damn it. I spent a long time on that. I'm like, no, yeah, I, like I thought I thought I graduated like, from slam school. I'm like, I listen to nothing but you know, slam for like the riffs, the riffs are better. The riffs mm. are better. Oh, cool. I'm glad. The, the, I'm still trying to make a musical. Good enough that you could just do but that. Slam is in the transitions though. Yeah. The thing I don't know how to do. The big, tempo big, changes, the transitions, like all the dramatic stuff, you know. All right. of the parts that everyone loves on the album were 110% things that Brandon hummed to me. He'd just be like, yeah. all right, I'd be like, what do I do next? He'd be like, I don't know. Boo do 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 I'm like, okay, like this? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Now now make it not No, that's not a slam riff to me. <laughs> like when I'm playing that on my bass, like dum 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 dum. Compare that to like dig 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 dig. Like it's completely different. It doesn't feel the same stuff. It's just fucking funny to hear it because it's the question mark slam was Brandon too. Jun 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 jun. Oh yeah, we're on video now. We can for anybody that's curious. That riff is called the question mark riff because on the bass I slide. He does a pinch, but I slide, so it's funny for me. It just me, sounds like bass, someone going, like, huh? Because if, yeah, if, you, if you solo my bass, it's dung, 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 That's exactly what it sounds this like. This is music! That's the, that's, end of that's, that's, music. that's the end of Anthropathic. Yeah. Okay. The last there song. There Sweet. Well, I mean, as we're descending really into what will be the end of the Derek section of the podcast, really... Um, just like I asked Brandon earlier, go ahead and give us five characters in the, the categories I uh, oh, provided God. before 
Pressure's so, on. Go, go. Oh, I got this. No problem. So uh, my favorite guitarist that's probably the biggest influence to me is Kurt Ballou. Ballou. Oh, right. Yeah. He knew it. He already knew it. He's just like, he, said, he did say Ballou before. He yeah. knows cool. <laughs> he knows. Because Brandon knows me. I've known him since 20, 2009. Yeah, he, knows, he, knows, he knows your influences right. better than he knows his own influences, apparently. He does. Like, I can name his. Anyways, like I have a Converge wall flag hanging over there. They're my favorite band of all time. So okay. Kurt, Kurt is not only an amazing music producer, but a songwriter. I'm not going to go on. The running joke in the Phoenix scene is, oh, you met Derek? So have you heard of Converge? <laughs> I you not. Converge <laughs> is good, though. Yeah, I love yeah, a good old running joke, man. They're That's fucking great. amazing. Dude, all, everything with me is a running joke. I'd go see Unholy Monarch, and you I'd say hi to the band. Joke. And they would just be like, on the count of three, everyone, shut up, Derek. Shut up, Derek. <laughs> you great. are a joke, I'm Stu. <laughs> I live to please. <laughs> so, yeah, Kurt Ballou would be probably, you know, one of those people easily, um, not only for his guitar work, but his studio production. And he can produce anything. He's produced everything from, you know, Skeleton Witch, which is like Black and Thrash, and he's done Animosity. He's done hardcore bands. He's done, you know... Uh, really like earthy like kind of like folk stuff almost you know he has a very signature sound and his playing and songwriting in general and converge is so dynamic and vast that he can write anything from like blues to grindcore like it doesn't matter sure. so he is lord to me i met him okay. once and i was just like <laughs> nervous and like it was hilarious oh, oh, I, I, such a cringe moment <laughs> um Next person, um, uh, if I'm just giving like shout outs and like people who like influenced yeah. me, um, Krista Garmo of Queensryche is my other favorite guitarist of like all time. Uh, not only his sense of uh, harmony and his songwriting and stuff like that, but just like amazing, just incredible stuff. Uh, early Queensryche from their EP to I want to say Empire is like some of my favorite stuff. Um, Let's shift gears. Uh, Akiri Toriyama is probably like one of my favorite people in the fucking world because he invented Dragon Ball. Okay. Like, yeah. anime would not be what it is in the West without Akira Tor Toriyama. Period. That's very true. Yeah. He uh, he sparked this whole huge like shonen uh, surge. Like him and then whoever made Sailor Moon were like the two like big people that getting animated to the West and. I am a weeb through and through. I've watched like 279 different animes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, are the I'm running joke in the band is just like, yeah, if you have a my anime list, go ahead and add me. Like, mm -hmm. it's a great platform. Um, so we're at three. Yes. Um, let's see. It gets harder as I, I go further on because there's just so many things that are like really important to me. <laughs> um, Hideo Kojima is probably okay. uh, his uh, his way of creating art in the in media and how he made Metal Gear Solid tactical espionage was just like one of the most <laughs> impressive things I'd ever uh, seen. No, I get, you give it, we give it to him. Whatever storyboarding mm -hmm. and telling things. Um, it's, your, it's your brain, dude. It's very mm -hmm. very important. And then. Um, Biggest and last shout out would be the other guys in Inverulent because they inspire me daily. Mm -hmm. Sick. No, that's Pretty a good. I think that's a 
great way to wrap that up little up that little moment and i'm not even sure like how long we've been on session but i know that this is going to be a pretty lengthy episode like strap in folks especially if you're on the road or something just listening to this by all means enjoy but as just blame we... Derek and i apologize <laughs> no, you're good man take your time man because this is you telling your story like as fun as it would be for Tristan to be like, like just fucking speed run through everything. Like you got to tell your own story. But as he's we, gonna, yeah, oh, exactly. I'm just. It's not necessarily that. I'm just sitting here I judging. It's bad, it's gonna be... And then I made it good. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's bad. No, um, like I just meant like it's funny because I'm gonna be wa- like watching this video back is gonna be funny because it's me just sitting here like listening to these two <laughs> being like just like. Just lying through our teeth. No, you guys got it. No, not that. No, fucking. <laughs> just angry. Just sitting there, just like. Yeah, uh, like I, I've seen, I've seen you a couple times during the session. You're like, come on, man. Like, let's. Get it's not even that. It's, they haven't, they haven't done this before. You know what right, I mean? Right. No, no absolutely, man. But it's it is... good, like, if it's a podcast of somebody, like I said, if you're on the road and you're just trying to kill time. I mean, that's the fucking exactly, point, right? exactly. But, you know, Killing it's time usually back and forth. If you're at work and you're having a really good time, then. You know, there, there have been, dude, I'll tell you what, this has like been one of the podcast sessions with the most laughs on it, just because we all seem to be as comfortable as we have been. And that sometimes is really the cream of the crop is when you're able to like serious documentary session about a core slam band. But then also you get to be a fucking human being and tell, you know, just you can't can't be serious, dude. We're, we're weaves. Exactly. that's, That's kind of, kind of our secret sauce. Everybody's funny. I'm so fucking dark and evil, you know. Oh, it's like, and then uh, no, we're, we're like we're dumb very shit. Much not I'm just like, here's a good boy. We're like yeah. we're dumb as shit. And there's the cool. good boy. Tristan, you, you boy. mad? Here's Griffin. Where's Belial? I'm surprised you don't have him on camera. Well, I mean, he's not in here. He's never in here unless the door is open. So mm. oh, makes sense. I'm not, I'm not gonna get him. I would have had to get him. I would have had to get him before. Is what I'm saying. Right. Oh, he's probably right. with Ryan going to bed. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, as we get into the last section of what will be the first half of the podcast, that's a mouthful. Tristan, um, basically, go from the earliest point that you're willing to tell us about, you know, who you are. Because I mean, ironically, I was meaning to have you in a previous session with an alternate project, but things just didn't end up working mm-hmm. out. Um. So, like, basically. Tell the story of like how you got into music, because um, you're both a multi instrumentalist and a vocalist. Fucking apparently, because I didn't know that until the session. Um, so like, tell us about the earliest point really that you got into music, and you know where you're from, where you were born and raised, all that fun, just you know, Nat Geo shit. <laughs> really quick, I'm gonna go use the restroom. I'll have the headset on. I can hear you guys, but I will mute the uh, mic. Uh, okay. You're not gonna hear anything. <laughs> He's like, uh... Damn it! <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, things are pretty... Like, it's, I'm 25, so things are pretty cut and dry for me. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I've been pretty musical my whole life, so my mom is very musical, you know, I was born by hippies, like straight up hippies, like deadheads, you know. So they're very, very musical in general, and they listen to a ton of music, you know, jam bands. Uh, so I grew up listening to, like, The Grateful Dead, you know, Fish, String Cheese Incident, um, Railroad Earth, like all this weird stuff, you know. And I say weird, but it's good. You know, I really like it's bluegrass. I, I don't like country, but I like bluegrass. 
because Lugas i feel like much better than like it, a lot of a lot of metal people would laugh at this but bluegrass is literally like the thrash of country so it's like it I really can handle, is i can handle bluegrass it's 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 hyphy enough for me you know mm -hmm. but i've i've grew up on bluegrass so it's kind of different but i don't like a lot of the slower stuff uh meaning like specifically country i do like folk music though yeah um, so i grew up listening to that right but my mom had also grown up listening to metal like my mom grew up listening to sepultura and shit like that you know okay so what because when she was you know coming of age that was what was popular for in right. like the in like the alternative scenes right i mean that makes sense it checks out it's like that was literally the same time in the fucking stranger things where it's like they had the you know what i mean like the fictional yeah. time universe that was literally what her time was you know what i mean mm -hmm. so which is awesome fucking it's awesome I, I, I wish i experienced that is what i'm saying yeah but me she too, kinda man. like gave me that too like when i was a kid she would listen i used to listen to disturbed and stuff yes and uh that was always that was always like really cool because i uh i i distinctly remember that like specifically disturbed and lincoln park um but she would also it was a lot of other stuff right <laughs> like my, my mom claims we would go to different shows i don't really remember that because i was a kid but we did go to a lot of metal shows and stuff so basically what i'm saying is i was uh, i was put onto it at a very early age almost to, like a subliminal point to, yes. like even if i wasn't supposed to be a musician like it's just like i've been listening to music since day one no 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 joke you know right absolutely and then when i was uh about i don't know 12 or something i think i was like 10 or 11 or 12 guitar hero 3 came out and i was playing a lot of guitar hero 3 and i was really really fucking good at that game and so this is where it kind of gets weird so this this is like an interesting piece of information that is also important to that so my mom is watching me play guitar hero and my mom has seen a fuck ton of musicians because of her background and all of that stuff Yes. But also because my grandfather, my papu, is um he he was the keyboardist of Iron Butterfly as well as like he's done a lot of musical stuff like he was a musician in the eighties right so my mom the way that she words it is like she's able to identify it she's like looking at it so she's watching me play Guitar Hero and she's like this is crazy first of all you're that good at that second of all you're holding it left handed like my you know like my dad which would be my grandfather yes and she's like I think you can actually play an instrument. And she's like, so what do you want to play, guitar or bass? And I was like, honestly, man, I like the bass better. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It even at age ten, like my, I, I genuinely was like, I like the bass better for various reasons because uh, when I was a kid, I would listen to a lot of Megadeth and Metallica, but also a lot of reggae, and on a mixture Dude, of those two yes. things made me really like the bass because I was a really big fan of David Ellison and Cliff Burton, which mm. I know that that's really generic to say, but I think that's like it's kind of fucked that it's generic to say because that's how it was i guess i can't help it like mm -hmm. it's, it's really it's not it's almost like fitting for someone of a musical ear to be able to hear that because i'm listening to metallica and i'm not listening to just metallica i hear cliff you know what i mean right and that's why i indicate that i am inspired by cliff unlike what most people would where they're hearing metallica you know mm -hmm. i think that's the difference of why people talk about how they much why they like cliff is because he's so identifiable especially if you enjoy that instrument you basically have to remember i'm kind of like coming from that reggae standpoint right yes so moving absolutely. past that my mom got me a bass and then from there i just went off like i've been playing bass since i was uh i've been playing bass like officially since i was 12. i nice. took lessons from a guy named rafe sweet who was actually he passed away he actually had like asthmatic issues and he passed out um he had asthmatic and mucus issues and he passed away being passed out you know he just took a nap and then didn't wake up Shit. And that was, so that was really sad, but, um, he taught me like 
everything I'm good at. And it's really unfortunate in that regard. Um, like everybody has lost, you know, but there, yes. that, that one really sucks because it's not even like a family member. It's literally some, some buff dreaded black dude that played bass that I fucking loved with all my heart that taught me all this bass stuff that I will never right. be able to show anything that I would be done, you know? Your sensei. So yeah, mo he definitely. So, you know, rest in peace, Rafe. Oh. I love you, man. I miss you. One but second. Sorry, guys. Oh. We're good. We're good to go. This meeting is being recorded. Um, yeah, so the, after I took lessons with him, my life basically went on a different direction because I was like, uh, really like inspired by a lot of the people around me in yes. this, in the, you know, a lot of people would see me as Derek has expressed. It's not really, it's not something I like to brag about. I don't like being hubris or big headed, but a lot of people around me, even as a kid were just like, you're insane. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are fucking talking about. I'm just playing the same instrument everybody else is playing that you know yeah. what i mean but i i likely i like to largely incorporate that to rafe and the reason i say that is because it in it was a course of events to mm. where when i got into high school i actually started playing <clears> classical <throat> guitar and he taught me music theory to a, to a lighter degree so because he taught me music theory to a lighter degree and i got into classical guitar oh. and classical music sorry I guys you. Oh, i need to pause you. already sorry this meeting is being recorded um yeah, so I hate – it's not like I, I like to brag about it, but it's it's something, you know, if I have to actually lay it out there, that's what I have to say. That's the yes. what I have to, how I have to say it, you know. I was very much inspired by people encouraging me to continue doing so. It was more yes. it was more or less a very much like, oh, I must be good at this. Might as well continue. Mm -hmm. Then I got into high school and started doing classical guitar. And, you know, like I said, Rafe taught me elementary – a lot of elementary um, music theory. And when I got into classical guitar, that was reinforced. So my background with is in music is very different than everybody else's. Most people's actually, most people in metal and and music that I know, whether it be in any band I've, you know, just in general, most musicians I encounter know nothing about yes. music. And I'm not saying that as a as a, again, I'm better than you statement. I, I'm saying literally, like mm -hmm. they're not classically trained. I'm different. I I I've, I've was trained completely different. Right. So because of that, I feel like that's the things that a lot of people value. That is like what they're listening to and and finding a lot of the times when I'm playing with death metal dudes and stuff like that. It's because they're not used to that. They're very much seeing you know a very a Chris Broderick aspect of stuff where it's like yo this dude's clearly classically trained. He can go you know. So it's funny because guitar for me, I've only been playing guitar for two or three years, I think maybe not even that. And when I when I say that, I mean electric guitar. Yes. Right? Okay. I've been playing classical guitar since I was sixteen which is a little bit different, but because you see me, because I'm at a basis for 12 years and I played classical guitar, me picking up electric guitar was hilarious. Like I picked it up and within, it was very easy for me to pick that up. And now I'm, yeah. now I'm, yeah. so people sit there and do that. And they're like, that's crazy. And I'm like, well, to be fair, it's not like it was just out of nowhere. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, um, a collage of information, you know, yes. It, it all coalesces into a, its own thing. Ken Vouch so, is pretty good at electric guitar. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like it's like I I'm not like I said I'm not trying to brag. It's just a matter of like I don't a lot of people that would like say I've been playing electric for two years wouldn't be at my point, but that's because mine is a caveat. I haven't been playing music. I've been playing stringed instruments for twelve years. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. his only issue sometimes is picks, but he finds a good. Yeah, pick I, I my, look at hold on. I can actually show an example of this shit. Oh <laughs> God, <laughs> really? This is a real life issue. I don't even know where it actually is right now. <laughs> oh, there it is. Look at the yeah, look of so panic because I'm a because I'm a bassist, <laughs> I have 
I have really heavy hand in picking. Yes. So I fucking destroy picks. Like I'm talking a jazz pick that I, I love jazz picks, like the tiny little normal jazz picks that everybody I've uses. Seen it. Those things are gone in an hour in my hand. <laughs> I'm talking flat and like and it's a problem. Like I'm not trying to be like that, but it's gotten to the point where I, the only thing I can do is just kind of submit a little bit. So I <laughs> yeah. play with these fucking like ultra super retardedly thick picks <laughs> that are like only pointed at one edge, but this is like a three millimeter pick. So it's oh like a base pick. I can't even play with that pointed. thing. I picked it up before, and I was like, bro, what the fuck are you Yeah, so using? people pick that up, and they're like, what is that? But that's also a product of being a bassist, right? Right. But yeah, picks picks are uh, definitely a problem for me. Palm muting it is also a problem because I was just not taught to palm mute. And so mm. I'm, I'm more or less two years into palm muting. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like when it comes to electric really guitars, fast. I can do that. Mm -hmm. You yeah, can trim and palm mute trim. classical guitar. Yeah. Classical guitar, I do flamenco, which I can just do this for hours but with flamenco, gallops you know? i noticed you have your issues and stuff like that and but otherwise um it's like a yeah, great guitar student thank you anyway he he was vouching for that i guess that was the <laughs> that was the that point was of that just the point of it. yeah that was the point of that but um so from catching up to that point though when i graduated high school i was already well versed like mm -hmm. by the time i was 18 I was moving to Phoenix because I was going to a school called Roberto Venn. And I'm actually, I actually graduated oh. from that school. So I'm actually a certified luthier from Roberto Venn. Like I'm a oh, certified guitar builder. So I went there to do that. And while I was there, I met the people in Avarice. So that was all like at the same time. So I was going to school there while I was in Avarice. So for me and my stupid brain, I was like, oh, this is a fun band. Will I do this while I was here? Right. But it got pretty serious pretty quick. I'm not gonna lie. Like it got to the point where I was like, "Wow, these people are really into it." I'm playing shows with Dying Fetus. Like, mm -hmm. I really like Dying Fetus. I didn't think I'd be able to play shows with. Like, I <laughs> I kind of started like here and then just kind of went. I I couldn't really go up from there. Like, I yeah. went really really. I started really high up. It was uh, you know, like I said. That's why I said shout out to the Avers guys because mm -hmm. that was great, man. That was a really cool experience for like the first very professional thing to for me to be introduced to was to play with like the Acacia Strain and Jungle Rot and. uh like all these people was really really cool for me, you know. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's not even that's not even something I can say is like an experience, but also one of my first. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But I moved back to my uh, then high school town, Farmington, New Mexico, for my then girlfriend. Terrible decision. Not going to talk about it. But that's literally what yeah. happened. Like I, I made that decision, went back, abandoned all that, and uh, I didn't talk. I, I obviously kept in contact with all of them, but at the time, the dudes in Avarice, which then Atoll, were pretty upset with me. Uh, I, I know they were like not in a not in like an actual way, but they weren't just weren't really like willing to fuck with me because they told me not to do the things that I did and I did and I fucked up and it fucked up my life in the way that they said and they were just kind of like you know but like we tried to tell you but oh well it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't any kind of hate thing it was just like oh, we fucking told you so kid you know but mm -hmm. it was just well out of it you know everybody said that like it was all, everybody yeah. that I knew at that time all my parents and everybody it was just it, it was impossible to get through. Right. Once I got through that, you know, that whole situation and and beyond, um, when I was about 18 or actually 19, I'm going on 20, I actually rec tried to record my first album, which, like I said, that's the stuff that Wade gave me. Wade from Atoll gave me a bunch of programs and stuff that I could rudimentarily record music with. Okay. Because at that point, it was like, it was like, hey, man, you're really talented, but... Um, or I guess it wasn't people talking to me. It was me talking to people, right? It was like, hey, I want to record music. 
and it's like clearly I can do this. Clearly I have the the, the capacity to do so, but how do, I don't know how to do this. You know what I mean? And the only experience I had prior to that was making electronic music, which is kind of like a, a space that I'm missing. I could explain all that, but I guess I can come back to that later. When I was 15, I made electronic music and I made it for like 15 years, like, or not 15 years, for like uh, <laughs> for like um, four or five years is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was like the only experience I had. And that was from like a pirated version of Ableton, which, mm. which shout out to Ableton. I fucking love you guys. I, don't, I was 14. Okay. But... <laughs> At some point in my life, I will purchase your programs because I fucking love you. But Ableton <laughs> is amazing. I love Ableton. And I didn't know how to produce in anything besides Ableton. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about music production, Ableton is like the cream of the crop. Okay. At least in my opinion, right? He's even, not wrong. even like even amongst even amongst like other DAWs, that one is like the heralded as the king. It's so fucking diverse. Really? It's super good. So I started with that and I had like really good programs that I got and everything. So I kind of couldn't really go up from there and i didn't know how to ex- record anything on like a real daw you know right. and i didn't have the programs that i used to have that i when i was when i was making electronic music so wade gave me a bunch of stuff and i don't even remember what it was i think it was like a pro tools of some sort and i i actually used that to record my first ep with disorder which is disorder is just me and my cousin um because i lived in california at the time because after the whole and I lived with my parents after I moved back, and we all moved out to California. That okay. was where my family was, and then we started recording Disorder at that point. So that was kind of like all the coalescence of that. It's kind of like a zigzag emotion. But at mm-hmm. that point, I got to California and recorded Disorder and put out material. And then everybody – at that point, I was like, back out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, I was like – everybody was like, oh, Tristan, you know. That was the first time I'd ever released music ever, ever actually. Um, but that was also the first time I'd ever been in a band bef- before, after Avarice. Went Avarice straight to Disorder. Okay. Since, since Disorder, I've gone hard in the fucking paint. So, so it's that that's, first that's EP whole thing. that I did the guest solo on? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. I don't know if, they were, I don't know if we were he actually did a guest solo that. that. No, no, sure. no, that, that is that. Yeah, he, he actually, I actually oh, okay. got him to record a guest solo because at the time he was like a long distance internet friend. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I knew Derek, so it wasn't like, I only knew him online, but I only was like, the only way I talked to him was like every now and then I would send him, yeah. and talk to him you know? But at one point it was like, <clears throat> I was like, Hey man, I'm releasing this EP. I really want you to record a solo. And then he actually came through. Cause I was living in Huntington beach, which like two hours ago on the podcast, Derek mentioned he's from there. So he was visiting, <laughs> he was visiting family and he was there and I was like, Hey, you'll pull up. And he recorded a solo and I fucking completely, tornadoed it into something that isn't his solo but it is his solo he could play it it's just there's like three guitars going so oh it doesn't, it doesn't he, really count you know he like auto harmonized like certain things to make me sound like rings of saturn when i did not oh. play something that sounded like rings of saturn i wanted it to be <laughs> cool man i wanted it to be all spooky it like came out right really cool i think we all agreed to that i mean because he listened to it and he was like that's yeah. cool because like, yeah, he could that's, hear that's what the i played part was is he could hear what he could play he was just like it's eh, it's there <laughs> <laughs> Because I very, I very ominously directed him. I was like, "Yeah, record this." Anyway, so he, he recorded that and he right. went home. But that was that EP. I put that out there, and then from that point, as much as I'm not proud of that EP, which it's not, I'm not proud. I'm really proud of the music on that EP, but I'm not proud of the production. And okay, you know, it, it, it was just not, not something I could be proud of right now. I do really like that music, though. I think me and me and my cousin made something really good. It just wasn't presented well. It needs to be represented, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, 
from there, I actually got a fuck ton of opportunities, weirdly enough, because there were people like Merrick, shout out to my boy Merrick from Angel Splitter, who okay. really liked Disorder. He actually heard Disorder. He was like, yo, this shit bops. And I was like, what's your band? And he, he was like, Angel Splitter. And I was like, this shit is yeah, crazy. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I like this. And then a few, a few years later, he's like, you want to play bass for this? And I was like, I would want nothing more in my fucking life than to put bass <laughs> on those tracks. And that has been like the my, the most thing that I'm most proud of outside of Inverland, for sure. Okay, And the cool. reason that Inverland is up there to that is because Brandon is one of my heroes, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's not so much as far as like, hey, don't, don't you look at me like that. No, but it's Nothing not so much to do with me. like, it is, it's not so much like, um, it's not so much like, oh, he's a hero. You know, it's like, like I said, I, I listened to Necrambulant. That was something I genuinely enjoyed. And mm-hmm. it's funny hearing Brandon talk about it, like, it's kind of like how I listened to this. I, I talk about Disorder, right? I'm like, I don't like it. I don't think it was presented well. I don't like the production. It's probably someone out there that's like, dude, Disorders slaps, right? That was me with Necrambulant. Brandon's out here like, dude, these vocals are not recorded well. Like, the rips are bad. And I'm, I'm out here like, dude, this shit is crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I fucking love this shit, right? But I listen to a lot of crazy stuff. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I'm trying to skip ahead, right? Like I'm not trying to make it as, as drawn out as Derek's because <laughs> you can't add as many details take as possible. Two breaks for you. What are you talking like, about? Not even, that's not my fault. Right. But, um, <laughs> but at some point my cousin, Kevin, <laughs> the vocalist of disorder, yes. when I was about 13, he showed me rings of Saturn just so you know. So at okay. some point about 13, my, my cousin just kind of inserted death metal, right? And because he inserted it, and I was already so versed in so much music, like thrash metal and stuff, because my mom, mm-hmm. I was able to find a lot of it. But because I found it in such a weird way, when I met Derek, Derek was like, what the fuck? Like, you have the weirdest perception of of heavy music. You know what I mean? Because I would listen to, like, I didn't know what the fuck any of that was. Like, I couldn't tell you the difference between hardcore and, and or anything. Like, I wouldn't have any idea. I was just like, yeah, this is, this is cool, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um... Not to say that, you know, you need to be versed in subgenres to be able to communicate like that, but it was just very confusing for him because he was. I handed him be, a lot of I'd be stuff. like, this is slam, and he'd be like, what are you fucking talking about? This is, <laughs> this is deathcore, you know what I mean? Like, just outright deathcore. Mm-hmm. But then we'll, then we'd both turn around and be like, Suicide Silence is slam, but that's a different, that's a different topic, I guess. Yeah, that first EP is a slam album. <laughs> there, fight there, me. Suicide Silence is slam, fight me. But anyway, um, so I can see that's, that. So that that was like a little caveat, right? At some point, he inserted that, and uh, that's how that that's how that all happened. But yeah, jumping up to that point, I did a bunch of stuff like Vile Impregnation, and uh, you know that was the project that you mentioned that we yes. were going to do all the podcast about and stuff. But um, I've been in a lot of stuff, man. I don't I don't know how much of the shit I can shout out. I guess it, you know there's too much of it. If you want to be disgusted at something, go look at it, my metal archives page, man. There's never <laughs> been so many X bands on somebody's profile. And none of them are like beef or anything. It's not like getting kicked out. No. It's just they're just things I'm not part of anymore. Like it's offensive. It's really gross, man. Like I don't like it. It's literally like you see like a dude's name and then like his bands, right? And then it's like Tristan and it's like that. And you're like, holy fuck, that's <laughs> it's not like chill, three man. lines. Like, like, yeah, you're like, that's not cool. <laughs> but you know, I've been in stuff like Hateful Transgression, Angel Splitter, um, I did Buried in Pieces. Um Fuck, there's a lot of bands. Um I did guest vocals for a lot of stuff. I yes, I played guitar for homophobophilic. I did vocals for uh Infantectomy. So that's what's funny. Really? You're like, oh, I didn't know you were a vocalist. Yeah, I was actually the vocalist of Infantectomy. Oh, interesting, because the, the new vocalist actually reached out to me recently. He's like, yo, check out my shit, man. And like, Tony? You know, Tony? Uh, I think, yeah, Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, Tony's, 
He's not necessarily the new vocalist. He's like the old one. He oh, asked he me because he – so that's like a funny story because you're like, I didn't know you do vocals. These guys know it too, and Brandon Bell asked about it too. I'm actually a pretty good vocalist, but I don't – I'm not a vocalist. Like, I don't do vocals. So I guess I'm doing vocals. Everyone says vocals. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean? I do but vocals, and I'm not Tony, a vocalist. Tony's like, bro, you're fucking amazing. I want you to do vocals on this. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I, I, like, I would love to. But um, when it comes to newer infant, that's like a – personal thing between me and a lot of bands not just me and infant or tony because like i love tony i i can't i i was gonna be on the new infant but we decided it'd be best for him to do it mm -hmm. because going forward if i'm not gonna be part of it anyway it would be better for him to reflect that own music right like if he's gonna be doing yes. the vocals for that shit anyway why wouldn't you record that now, that was my logic at least right but i did do monstrous obscenities i'm on that album okay so, so yeah i'll definitely and, uh, keep an eye out for that i do i do well i've done vocals on a lot of shit though like Give, give it's like i do a lot of like little little slippy vocals everywhere right like i did vocals in violent pregnation i do vocals in virulent like um the one part that you'd recognize is the uh like that's me but it's like you don't know it's me it's not like it's advertised that it's me now everywhere. i do <laughs> yeah but but that's me i do a lot of the quote-unquote backing vocals for a lot of stuff so that's what i'm that's credited cool. for on most things as backing vocals I do a lot of layers for people, like for me and Jose. We did a lot of layers. Shows the, the zombie vocals. Album. I love your zombie vocals. Those things are gross, man. I know. Just do it. You talk about the inhale one? Yeah. No one's up. <laughs> Ugh. That's gross, bro. And then I you can were talking feel about that in my own so, throat, bro. <laughs> so it, unlike unlike uh, Brandon's thing, mine actually picks up pretty well. And you were talking about waking the cadaver and stuff earlier. Yes. And it's like waking the cadaver is a. Uh, I, I wanted to wait my turn, right? But if, if it's mm. my turn to suck off waking the cadaver, I love waking the cadaver. But uh, I don't know if you've heard the you've heard the first album, right? Not in its entirety. What, see, that's what he's talking about. Like, I don't, nobody, most of the people, that's what they're talking about. Like, the new stuff is good, right? But they do. Uh, I can't even do that vocal without sounding like a joke. I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Don. You're great, but I can't do the <laughs> like. I can't do it. I can't perform it, so I can't pretend to do it. Sure, but there's like that. Hardcore is just there's that like vocal. that side of it. Yeah, there's like that side of it, and then there's the side that I love, which is like a pipe drain. That's that's literally his vocals. It's literally like. Uh, I, wait, I need to do. I just almost did crickets. I need to drink something. Slipping into it, but it's like. <laughs> That's exactly like I do that, and that's what I mainly did on infant and stuff, and that's the stuff that everyone's like, "Whoa!" Because I'm one of like the few inhale vocalists that remain. <laughs> Whoa! Right. There's not a lot of them that do it. No, uh, I know I don't fucking do inhale. it. Inhale all my most of my vocals are inhale, <laughs> but I do do good exhales because of Brandon. That was purely Brandon was like, "Hey, look what you can do," and I was like, "Oh, for real? <laughs> real shit? <laughs> like, real shit?" Well, like, I can I can show you what he can't, like, unfortunately, because I can do it, but I don't know if it'll be the same as him, but it's basic. It's literally like a scream yell low with a predator. So that's like our version of a predator as opposed to the low intensity one. Like the low intensity one, like esophagus does. Mm. Like I love esophagus. Esophagus fucking slaps, but it's a lot like the actual vocal intensity is really low mm. compared to like. <laughs> that's like a lot of volume, you know? I know, but that I was the vocal. That. that was the vocal that Brandon did to me in the car, and I was like, "What, the fuck? what is this shit? God damn!" <laughs> she, she got yeah. damn. <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, but tying that all together, trying to tie all the stories together, like that was what it was. Brandon did that in the car, and then later on, Derek hit me up and he was like, "Hey, you remember remember Brandon?" I was like, "Yeah." 
Yeah, I remember Brandon. And uh, <laughs> how do you forget? He's, he's that like, guy. he's like, he's like, you want to play bass for uh, something? And I was like, with him? Yeah, anything. And then like a couple, you know, I don't remember, like a couple, like a month or so later, they're like, yeah, this is for Nick Cranby. And I was like, oh, but, oh. <laughs> but that was like a name thing. I was down for it either way. I didn't care. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was, I was equally depressing when it didn't become necrambulant for all of us. Yeah, but that's different. So, <laughs> right, naturally. All right. Well, I mean, that's like a great way to kind of like continue the podcast and like you know just kind of learn more about yourself. And I mean, um, getting caught up with everything as far as in virulent. Um, I guess the question specifically for you would be how, like, whether it be genre or just to create a process and whole for this project, what helps, what for you has distinguished in Virulent from other bands that you've participated in before? Um, I like think, I said, it's, it's, it's literally really good with the metallic card. Yeah. It, uh, no, no, metal, metal, hip hop, metallic hip hop, because it's it, when I actually, my actual, I already kind of expressed this, but I can be yes. straight serious with you. When I say, when I play it, it doesn't, feel like i've played it feels like i'm playing a genre that doesn't exist so mm. i can't define it because how am i supposed to explain it to people when it doesn't exist? Yeah. and i'm not and i'm not sure how it came to be like I, i'm not sitting there trying to be like derek's a visionary and he wrote a new fucking genre i'm trying to say like i don't understand what it is like when i sit there and play it and listen to it i'm like this just feels very very weird mm -hmm. um it's very um well like you like we've said the process was Derek writing super brutal death metal stuff, and yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. <coughs> try it at like one fifteen, okay? No, try it at one twelve, okay? No, 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 yeah, no, try it at yeah. If you take okay. if you so take a Derek lot of those feels. riffs, so like I'm trying to think of some of the riffs, right? Like dehumanized. Thing, yeah, I was about to say dehumanized. Was, that thing was that thing was way that was what it started at. It was like, yeah, that was a really fun track. And now, now it's really slow. Now it's, you see what I mean? So like, you're not sitting down and writing a slammer. If you're sitting down and writing like a brutal riff and then making it groovy. Yeah, no, I really like that about Virulent so far. My basis is in brutal death metal. So like Deeds of Flesh, Disgorge, Defeated Sanity, um severed savior you know just these gods of the genre that's where i pull my quote-unquote riffs from mm. and then also like cerebral incubation and skinless and yeah you know, tons of these bands right yeah yeah but like not to reiterate the point but that's the only way i could describe it is kind of making up a term because otherwise yeah. i can't describe it in a way that nobody understands but it very much feels like metallic hip-hop to me which makes no sense but yeah, it's like bro, what bro. would hip what would hip hop sound like if the if everything was replaced with death metal things? Kind of is how you could you could view it. Which wasn't are... necessarily I go our goal, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, that's kind of what it ended up like and that's and it kind of we kind of leaned into it as as time went on. Y'all ended funniest... up being the traders of slam. <laughs> yeah, we, it's funny cuz we wear balaclavas. No, we, we want to be the ghosts inside of slam. Interesting. Oh. Derek Derek Ryan's They're good. words. They're good, though. <laughs> Basically, in popularity and big, uh, when it comes to the band, I'm trying to think moving forward, what made these other bands as big as they are? Like, mm -hmm. Ghost Size is a hardcore band. Knock Loose, just a hardcore band. So what separates them? What makes them great? Arf, arf. How can I dissect them? It's right? Okay, mm -hmm. memorable parts, memes. All right. Yeah. Well, we also, like 
we also treat this band or bleh, i don't actually know i did say that right we also treat this band more or less like a business than a band which is how bands yes. should be but a lot of people don't understand that right no i agree and, 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 and i'm not trying to throw that out there as like free information for people or like flex on them i'm saying that as like a real like real shit you know what i mean it's like you have to remember that when we launched this we launched this for a reason in the way that we did like it's funny like i said traders of slam because it's not ne- traders kind of leaned into their thing they kind of found it right but it's like we were already out the get-go like we said you said like brandon said it earlier like we're serious but we're also absolutely stupid and it's very clear that we're like like unga boonga guys you know yeah check yeah, out these no. anime boobs check out this merch you know <laughs> well, it, it sells really well it helps mm. really it helps with a, a lot of ways with interactions with uh it keeps things fun you know mm-hmm. i think Good we wanted to, to make the overall image of like the music and lyrics and stuff like that be almost like a parody so like it's so just tongue-in-cheek it's as abstracted amount of like the genre as like pure as like it could be but we're because we're like poking at it and stuff we're not being serious about it yeah like, again, have, like, like, like everything all of us have the same personality that the things that we love we just shit on merciless. The the things that we find funny, we also all find funny. So it's hard to describe. But it's like you're <laughs> you're looking at a super long title, right? And you're like, that's a long ass title. We're sitting there in the background, like, <laughs> this shit is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, no one, no it's one's the most accurate sentence. No one is ever gonna say this shit. Oh, we're and then like when we were first, like, <laughs> then when we were choosing like the single, we're like, okay, we gotta make this one a little bit easier to like say. Yeah, that one's easily memorable, right? Some of them are really hard. Like, you can only remember the first word. Most of the time, we just call it the first word anyway. But, well, yeah. But, yeah, it's it supposed to be a parody on most itself. Of the words are made up, so. Right, exactly. And that's the funny thing. Part. It does help. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great for marketing because that's really the meme of Slam. You have to have, like, for starters, you can ride the tailcoats of the slam community by just having a band that's either just two words having something to do with the anatomy or ectomy. yeah and then there's the ectomy <laughs> suffix bullshit i'm like can you get the fuck out of here with that like i remember being annoyed by it at first but i'm like okay it's kind of part of the culture though well see that's so. kind of what i'm ar- that's kind of what i'm arguing here is it like kind yeah. of part of the culture it's it, that to me it is more like a joke and it's that's yes. kind of where i was getting at with uh with my attitude towards music lately, which is yes. why I departed from a lot of these bands recently, because and Virulent again is a is a brand, not a band in that regard, and that we try to very much sell it though. So even though it has, you know, you know, like the brands still have to have really good theme music. We're just a brand with super fucking good theme music. Yes, <laughs> you know that's kind of how that's how it has to go. Marketing demographic, like our but business, still, talks. we're still a band. We'd still play, you know. But that separates yeah. me. That's not me, but just us in general. I don't want to do that anymore i'm trying to make a band not and and something that is actually something i can put out to people and not just another project that exists on the internet and my fucking metal archives page dick you know proves that i've tried the other way and it doesn't doesn't work that well right exactly so you don't know the right people it doesn't matter what how many bands you have you have to do it like a certain way you know yeah i want to say one thing in very particular that like i just feel is very warranted and it needs to be said yes when Brandon was in the Crambulant. I'm not trying to say shit, not trying to start beef, not trying to do anything, but they were a local band playing local shows, and that was kind of the extent of it. He then joined that band, and through his vision and how he controls bands and marketing and media and stuff like that, they blew up to be such a huge band. So the reason why Invirulent is such a well-oiled and like operating machine is, number one, Brandon, number two, Tristan. I just write music, man. 
Like that is just all I do. Well, I think that's this guy. That was something that Brandon, I don't think was expecting of the combination when Derek was like, Hey, I have this dude, you know, check out this guy. And then Brandon, me and Brandon became friends and Brandon's like, yo, this dude is the other business guy that I need. Right. (laughs) You know, exactly. So not to, not to like, we can't really talk about it. I don't know what we can say. I guess we can. It's not like anybody's stopping us, but we have other things in the background that we're working on that puts you in the forefront that like in virulent is the forefront of that master plan. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it works. So, right, absolutely, and I mean, yeah, that that's a great way to continue the podcast session for sure. And what I think we'll go ahead and do is quickly pluck five characters in the major categories off of you, Tristan. Um, so go ahead and take it away, sir. Major bands. I I know you've mentioned so many during session as we've been um, back and forth. Yeah, that's but. what I'm saying. Like, unlike these guys, I'm like very streamlined in the sense that like you're like, oh, name, you know, if somebody's like, name your favorite band, I'm like, what bands. Yeah, exactly. Like, but so my, mine isn't necessarily bands, but I can definitely do like people because you you know, he's he said like anime directors and stuff like that. Yeah, I exactly. That. So um I guess part of my life like I'm not lying I know I know but as far as it's almost hard for me to reduce it in any number whether that right. be 20 10 12 6 3 5 any number it's hard almost hard for me to reduce anything Just right. so, so specific you know what I mean <laughs> so as far as I'm gonna try to mention like try to be diverse but specific first person I want to mention which is kind of random is actually Marty Friedman Marty Friedman has been a weirdly like huge influence on me as a as a musician. He, Marty Friedman being you know the the guitarist of Rust in Peace and Megadeth. Yes. And uh, when I grew up, me, me and my best friend Christian were really 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 like big fans of him, and we you know we he was my guitarist. I didn't play guitar. I was the bassist. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of watched him as he got to learn all the Marty Friedman stuff, and I was like, that's so beautiful. Like his his writing is so beautiful and uh and shout out to sanjay too sanjay kumar of wormhole okay because he's the only guitarist i've ever fucking seen or heard in any recording that has that same vibe and i think that's worth mentioning i've even talked i've even said that to him in person <laughs> like and uh not that it's like a weird sentence to say to someone but either way you know it's he's really really good he's at that level and both of them i think deserve commendation so they're kind of one category because they're like Kumar, Kumar is like the new version of him. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Sanjay is the Indian reincarnation of a not dead yet man. You know, mm, right? So, um, got so three more. Definitely, definitely him. And then I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna say Chester Bennington. It's a weird fucking person to shout out, but no, Chester Bennington not. is not just Lincoln Park in general. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I should just say Lincoln Park in general. But I'm gonna say Lincoln uh, Chester specifically because. It was only later in life that I realized how great Linkin Park was musically. When I was young, I didn't give a fuck about what was happening musically, but the lyrics really, really spoke to me. And as somebody who was like in a really dark place for most of my life, it was really good to have somebody that related to me. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of fucked up to talk about, like not to take a dark turn into the podcast, but it's like, it's kind of fucked because that's what Chester would want to hear. I'm telling you right now, like the sentence that I just said is the sentence that if I said to Chester, I'd fucking make him cry right now. And yet he's not here to say that. I wish that like people, you could gauge what you, what you do for the world, like how you reach people. You think he would know though, in his regard, because he's such yeah. a big person, but mm-hmm. Lincoln Park and Chester was a huge part of my childhood in my life. And that actually connects to Kevin, uh, the one person that showed me death metal when I was a kid, yes. my cousin. 
he sh he and my his brother Justin showed me Lincoln Park when I was just a kid, like six. I'm talking, I'm like a little little kid. I was like obsessed with In the End. Mm -hmm. I, I oh, loved yeah. that song. I don't know why I was like so fucking obsessed with that song. It's a great song, and man. It's a great song, but there was better. They used to get pissed off at me. They're like, "Bro, can you listen to like another song?" I'm like, "No, Eiffel 64." No, I'm blue now. No, I did. A, I was an annoying ass kid, but what? What kid wasn't? You know? Eiffel 65 slaps. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought so too, but nobody wants to hear it 400,000 times over. <laughs> not, even my, not even, especially not my mom. You know. Mm -hmm. But um, that's so, yeah, no, you got Chester, two more. Marty. Um. So, okay, as far as actual, I should probably shout out some bands now. I have to, I have to mention it, and it's funny because it, it, it's a weird topic. But I mean, it literally is a weird topic. But Rings of Saturn is one of the best things that has ever existed and will ever exist in my life, regardless of its current iteration, regardless of Lucas or anything else. Yeah, I think Embryonic Anomaly and Danger are two of the greatest fucking albums ever constructed. And uh, people can disagree with me all I want, but. Rings of Saturn and those two fucking albums inspired me to write every death metal song I've ever written. Any death metal song I've ever written. All of them. Sick. That was like the focal point. And when I say when I was 13, when Kevin showed me death metal, that was what he showed me. Imagine being a fucking 13-year-old and being shown Embryonic Anomaly, man. I don't know if it's just like a nostalgic or like, you know, you could blame it on that, right? Because like, I feel like Derek sits there and he listens to it and he's like, this isn't all that impressive, right? Everyone has when their I listen first, to it, man. I'm like. But yeah, that shit is like orgasmic in my brain, dude. When I was 13 and listening to that, I was like, I've never heard anything in my life this heavy. And, mm. you know, you fast forward 13 years later, and I still agree with that statement. I mean, I can't even tell you how many metal albums I've listened to that don't match that brutality, you know? No, Rings of Saturn is iconic, man. So that was with, with Beneath the Massacre. With, without a doubt. Like, well, I love fucking, fucking Beneath the Massacre is the same thing. But it's, it's everybody's specific band, right? That one is mine, right? Right. You guys so all that have one. fast bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Except the dude who said summoning. That's the only band you mentioned. The that's only not band. fast at all. They have... Well, that's true. No, it is literally like droney black metal. No, Prison. yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, it's got blood. And then I was like, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys both like such fast stuff. I just... I can't keep up with it. It just it blows my mind after like after like I'm like I I've heard as much as I can stand my brain's about to pop and I look at the counter and it's like one minute in <laughs> I'm like a four minute song and I'm like dude how do you, how do you even play this or like I don't know it's just my my brain can't You're yeah playing the same scale it. over and over and over that's kind of me when it comes to listening to like Archspire or something very similar I'm just like holy fucking shit holy fucking shit and mainly because like the dudes basically fucking like little dicky level speed rapping in heavy vocal I, and i'm like what the I fuck fucking but love art spire i fucking art love art spire. yeah i i still need to listen to the entirety of their most recent record because it's fuck's so sake, they fucking did it. good it has like slam I'm parts sure. in it out of nowhere i love it so much yeah i'm definitely going to be checking out on the channel more, more of the soon. same but nobody so asked Derek me to change out for this i actually listen to most music slowed down I'll run it through God, yeah, dog and put it at like half speed. <laughs> on YouTube, he'll like put it like 0. 0.75. 0. Like 0.75 exactly on YouTube. All, all, all music. I, I, I rarely listen to anything at regular speed. It's just too much. 
don't know if I have like autism or something, but no. like, it's too much. Doesn't have to be like an, a thing about autism. I think like I mean, it's especially for someone yeah, yeah, for someone um with what you said, it was like three kids and one on the way or some shit. No, he has yeah, the other one's already there. The other one's already not. there. He has four. Oh far. Right, okay. So I mean, dude, you have four kids. Obviously, you're gonna want to slow down. That way, you can understand everything that's going on in your life. Yes, six like, technically, if you count me and Tristan. I claim the rest. There you go, man. I think there's like one more for you to name off, Tristan. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of it. Um, trying to think of something that isn't fast, but it's impossible. I think. Uh, I think the other one I'm gonna have to shout out. Like, it's like I said, it's hard to say. Like, I don't even. That's okay, man. Honestly, you know, you just want to say vomit the soul. I already mentioned them enough. Yeah. I think everybody's gotten that point. If I haven't made the point across, vomit the soul's bass tone is the best thing ever made. But um, I don't know how that random Italian dude did it. But whatever the fuck you're doing, keep doing it. Um, Chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say havoc. I know it's a weird ass fucking random shout out, but like havoc was something. Would. Havoc was something that when I found, I was, like, really fucking super happy because it kind of helped me um, get my love back of thrash. Because at some point, I, like, had lost it. I didn't like that anymore. I was like, oh, I'm into death metal now. I want something brutal. Give me those fucking heavy vocals, right? And then I found Havoc, and I was like, you know, I remember this shit, and it's really good. And then, and then like, I just got really back into thrash, and it helped me, like, re- Realign my musical taste, I guess is one way to put it. Is that where Jotun's blood came from? Is you rediscovering Havoc and shit? Partially because, you know, upon discovering that is when I actually, because when I was, um, like I said, when I was listening to like Megadeth with my, with my best friend and stuff, we would listen to a lot of different thrash bands, but I just didn't listen. I only listened to the ones that I used to listen to back in the day. You know what I mean? I wasn't listening to a lot of new ones. When I discovered Havoc, I was like, oh, man, they're still making thrash. That's kind of like what went through my brain as a kid, right? Oh. So I really, liked I really liked that. And then from Havoc, I was able to discover things like Ensiferum, which is completely life-changing and stuff like that, you know? But it's like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Havoc. So I guess I have to mention that. I see the dots connecting now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like there's no Ensiferum without Havoc to me in my young life. Sick. I'm learning so. more about you from the interview, just you know, being here. Hell yeah, man! That's 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 a great interview. Is when you're learning more about each other during session. Maybe you even close to your friends now. I love it. But and with that being said, uh, thank you to all of the members in chat who have decided to tell us a little bit about yourself, tell your story as a musician, and how you end up ended up getting into Invirulent. So we're gonna do a quick ad break. We'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. Welcome to welcome back to episode 36 of the Anatomy Podcast featuring the entirety of Invirulent, an AZ local gore like gore slam band, but not Metallic hip hop. Metallic hip hop, yeah. <laughs> our our main influences were like kind of slam, brutal death metal, and then gore grind because and the gore only grind, reason right. for the gore grind is Brandon did a guest vocal spot on a cerebral incubation album where there was this <laughs> sick gore grind part and I was just like, Hey, I want to write something like that. And then it just mm. kind of became like us being fine with doing that. Yeah, exactly. So now with their Look at stories, that leg. Woo! <laughs> right, <sorry. laughs> Whoa, where'd the leg come from? Where the lake come from, bro? <laughs> um, as right, we prop that, prop now it. move 
into no the fee. second section of the anatomy podcast. Now we talk to Inverland as if it's one person. So this will be like kind of collective answer. And hopefully there isn't too much chaos as you guys like, you know, kind uh, come to answer some of these questions. And then would you boys still be down to do an under the skin session for in indomitable worldwide slandemic and talk about like some of the lyrical contents of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Sick. It's cool. pretty straightforward. So awesome. So in that case, we start off with the most in-person, basic, I would say, band interview question that you could ever ask. And we kind of already answered this earlier. They made a Facebook post about it. But <laughs> what was the name that you got? That What was the reason that you guys ended up coming up with the name in Virulent? Uh, Which one of us wants to take, take this? I, can't, I like right. how they both I'll asked. go. Oh, I'll go. Man. I'll go. I'll go. It was originally, the band was founded to be a reincarnation of Necrambulant, and then when that came off the table because of X, Y, Z reason we won't go into, mm-hmm. we were like, all right, so what are we? And I think I'm the one that came up with the name. I was, We were like shopping a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> I, think I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I, because I was talking to Tim of praxism roll butchering about some stuff and he said i think virulence or something like that and i was like invirulent and uh we just kind of we bounced it around there's a lot of different ideas but the reason why it is why it is is because we had to change it and we already had the album done when we had to change our name so but we, we wanted a, it to also connect to necramblin if it couldn't be that yeah that was kind of like a caveat the main thing was, okay, so we already have the theme. We have all of our sound clips. We have all of our thing. It's a zombie album. We have to somehow stick to this, but we don't want to sound too much like we're trying to still keep the name or we're trying to do this. We got to like somehow bring it all home. We got to, you know, and then we came up with this lore, which Brandon will go into because I don't know it, but mm-hmm. pretty much how the Invirulent virus is like, 2.0 or like a progression or something of the original necroambulant uh, virus. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, I think that is actually a great way because we've covered really most of the questions that I've usually asked bands before without me even needing to, which is actually really cool. Ended up being more organic that way. So now, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back as it gets really dark over where I am. <laughs> um, as I'm oh, going into the oh, Spotify. Oh, the podcast after dark? <laughs> podcast We're getting good. spicy in here? Absolutely, bro. Um, so as we descend into Under the Skin, for those of you who are not familiar, this used to be a separate series on the Sean Cross YouTube channel to where basically we sit down with the vocalist specifically and talk about the lyrical contents behind the album. But I've decided... Um, as of recently, because of recommendation actually by my buddy Riley, um, big shout out to him, I decided to integrate it into the podcast itself. This is track by track lyrical analysis. So we are going front to back, lyrically speaking, lyrical commentary with the vocalist and just dissecting this record, going further and further into the anatomy that is invirulent. So the album is Indomitable Worldwide Slandemic, one of my favorite slam records. I think I've, or Metallic Hardcore, Metallic Hip Hop, as Tristan was <laughs> mentioning. 
Um, it's one of my favorite albums in the genre, whether it be because the band is from AZ, whether it be because the production I think was done really well, whether it's because of the small details that I mentioned in my front to back session that really helped distinguish this album from others I've heard before. Very similar to Authority Through Intimidation or um, even Prenutius Infinity, which I would argue is in the same realm of music. All of these records have one thing in common. It's about a very violent event. It's something that cannot be helped. It is gory. It is a tragedy. But yet, the music still ends up being groovy. It still ends up being fun. So, this is another record that I'm definitely adding to the list as far as just really, really cool and standout records in the slam scene, in the brutal death metal scene for me. Um, as we get started into this, Brandon, go ahead and give me a back-of-the-book summary, right, for yeah. this record. What's a quick summary to describe what the events? So... So we I'm stoked on this. We have Put in video this... game back format. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so we have, um, like, kind of what we talked about before is, you know, and when everyone just throws in all their favorite things, it can be kind of a, a mismatched bowl of soup, right? So, like, with this, we're like, well, we have a lot of overlapping influences. What are our overlapping influences? And we narrowed it down to a few things, and then as far as, as writing lyrics, that's kind of, I just stuck within our little, you know, family of shit that we all agreed on. And that was, that was it. So we have this idea of a, uh, obviously zombie, zombie themed, right? But they, uh, they spread with like these worm. Did you ever watch that show, The Strain? It was a Guillermo, um, Okay, yeah, so that was a, a really cool show, and I really liked how they took their spin on um, zombies, and it was, like, very Resident Evil 4, almost. Um, Shout out Resident I Evil. Tried, yeah, I tried to roll that into it a little bit. So as you, as you read through the lyrics, you'll see it kind of starts with, like, this... Um, describing the types uh you know describing what an invariant is and like the the trans transformation process and all that um but you can't read it you can't read the lyrics because like half of it shits like not real words like you'll you'll read yeah, it about you'll be like i i get the idea of what you're saying but that's that was the fun tongue-in-cheek part of it because i know everybody tries to flex super hard with like, oh, dude, I've got the medical thesaurus. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if, oh, if that's the game, then let's do that. But I'll just make make them the fuck up, and they won't have any. You know, it's like, and so you you generally get the idea. A lot of them are like composite words. So that that's almost that almost makes it funnier because, like, not to interrupt you, Brandon, but that's kind right. of more more so to the point that I was getting at, right? To the where. It's kind of hard to go front to back underneath the skin, as you say, with that yes. album because of the made-up language, but also <laughs> because it really, in our in very metallic hip-hop form, um, it's kind of like a bunch of diss tracks. <laughs> if you really, if we really break it down, <laughs> like Brandon, is that not wrong? Like it is kind yeah. of just like a bunch of us just talking shit in like this weird, undecipherable way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like so, it's like shit talking code. Slam, yeah, slam, slam code. 
I like it, man. And it, it definitely but rides it, the but tail. But it ties coats, into the idea culture. of uh, it. It, well, it ties into the uh, like zombie idea, though. Here's, right. like, here's a good example if, if we're being too cerebral about it. The the very first thing you hear on the album, very classic. You know, it's a, it's a sample from um, Trailer Park. Event Horizon. Event well, that Horizon. too. Yeah, that Event too. Horizon, right? So it starts out as the very like, oh, spooky and dark and. You know, ex in Paris, you know, it's all like you yeah. know, spooky, right? And then we cut to Trailer Park Boys. And, you know, break a breaker, you know, you know, it's just it should set the tone. And, and it's, it's like, if this was a band that I guess maybe didn't take itself or took itself more seriously, it would have stayed with that serious, like, oh, we've got to be. I don't know, but for me, like Slam is supposed to be kind of silly. Like, yeah. Slam, like Slam is known for having ridiculous sound clips, right? All the all the best guys are like doing just. It's like, what's the song? I don't know. What's the sound clip? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And same and, with brutal death metal, especially like back in the day with corpse fucking art and shit like that. All, all the yeah. baseball clips, I fucking love it. <laughs> so so, so this, it, it kind of sets the. The theme of it like hey like we're we're making fun of it as we do it because we love it and because we're very it's aware very tongue-in-cheek yeah. right like we're not talking shit because it's stupid we're talking shit because we know it's dumb and we want to be a part of it yes exactly you got to yeah. integrate yourself into the culture yeah yeah so i mean track one we have slamophilic supremacy of specialite sigma Singular. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great, man. Oh, I fucking Let's live for this fucking moment right now. So it, the translation of that is more or less slam superior of like Sigma species. Oh, right? okay. like, <laughs> that's like the English translation of that, right? Yeah, like you okay. said, it, it's trash talking. It's saying we're it's like, talking shit, yeah. Yeah. Like a Sigma male, like we're slam like he's slam sigma. It's basically the Cerebrocubation album, like mm -hmm. destruction of slammatures, the bifurcation oh. of the slammatures is yeah. that, that kind of idea where it's like, you're going to, your fucking slam is going to destroy you. That was kind of like the idea of the, like that name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So that, just that first right title, now. this is mm -hmm. that first title that's immediately talking shit. That's so funny though. That's why, that's why me and him started laughing so hard. Because <laughs> he no, said that great, and man. it was like immediately that, ex that example. Yeah. <laughs> they are the brain children behind all this stuff. I right. Was, I don't even know what half the words are. <laughs> I think we. that's. I think that's. And neither do we. say that? Right, come on. <laughs> you say that? Hey, you, want, you want to try to read out some of those lyrics for us, buddy? Well, like yeah. it would be what it was would be like. We have a part, and I wanted to be like. <laughs> it's like well, what? What sounds like that? I don't know. Holodomocamericy. Okay, yeah, that works. And then he'd just write it down. We went through it, though. There was a lot of oh, stuff where I was God. like, this doesn't make any sense. And he's like, that's the point. I'm like, no, it has to actually sound good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The funniest thing about the vocals were they were all tracked before lyrics were written. That's so right. fucking funny. Right. Oh, you're my God. To, you're not supposed to tell people that. Well, no, we, it's, we actually did say a lot of those parts, though. There was mm. just certain parts that we were like, we're not really sure what we're quite saying here yet. You know, yeah it was like and i mean that. dude i i remember when this album first uploaded to slam worldwide i'm like this is literally riding the tailcoats of slam worldwide in every fucking 
slam trope. It's like fucking just woo, like you know, just like this is absolutely the ultimate just Sigma male slam shout, shout record. Out. Shout like, out to Joseph. Yeah, we tried oh, as hard as we could to literally just like take slam and condense it and like what would be its like pure form. And that's what I was thinking too. I thought most of this album would be like making fun of most of the iconic bands and shit. But I mean, I'm I'm glad it I'm glad I decided not to, I guess. But that, it's actually like, talking shit of to mostly mostly just society in general, not bands. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that will be like great as we continue to dive dive into uh, this record. So as we kind of get through slamophilic supremacy of specialitis sigma. Singularity. Um, specialitis, I think. It's spe- it? Yeah, it's specialitis. Specialitis. Okay, that makes more sense, actually. I don't know why I was reading it like that. Specialitis. Or it's, well, it's hard as fuck to say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like he, I don't know why I was reading the word that was, was totally fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so we have the intro track, and that's kind of like, this is happening. There's no escape. <laughs> And then yeah. next track, well, then which it, was it starts in space, right? So you have like, okay. like, uh, like Venom or something, right? You yeah. have this asteroid carrying the a plague, some kind of worm, some kind of symbiote on it, and it comes and it crashes on Earth, starts fucking everything up, <laughs> both in a literal and figurative sense. <laughs> mostly but, literal. Mostly literal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So next track, and this was really my introduction to this band, right? This is Dehumanizing Absorption by Chimerical Disgenesy, which that title I completely hey, understand. I like you that. Said one. it right. That was yeah. that was the point of that one. Yeah, that was supposed to be yeah. able to be said, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but again, again, it's, it's talking shit, but it's double entendre. Remember how I was saying that? Yes. So it's like on one hand, if you read it, if you read it um literally, it's mm-hmm. talking shit. But so the the actual translated to that is like it's hard to actually translate that one as a title. It was supposed to be like it was supposed to be like catchy, if anything. Well, when, that, but, when uh, I look at the title, it's like dehumanizing absorption. So, like maybe turning to, someone um, into muck. Yeah. Hey, that's right, a good word. That is something to see. Yeah, muck. We use. We do use muck. Actually, yeah. yeah. Like you know that type yeah. of thing. It's great. I like it. But speaking for, I guess whatever narrative there could be going on behind the scenes is this about like scientists like trying to figure out a cure to the oh yeah no so so in number number two dehumanizing so you're absolutely right it's the absorption into kind of like this monster yeah i had to go look at the lyrics because i was like i'm trying to remember (laughs) but yeah it's like it's like that's that's the The, point at which it's absorbing both the virus and the alien conform into each other Oh. And, and yeah, that was what it was. Kind of yeah, trace the um, the transformation of someone turning into an virulent. I can I can only imagine that it doesn't go so well. Yeah, there, no. there's a lot of um, glorping and secretory stuff. So yeah, that's right. what I'm. So if we if we go through it, that's what I'm saying. So basically, you imagine that the alien and the virus are conforming and combining in into in flesh right within flesh but a lot mm-hmm. of it is just gross shit metabolism yeah. debriding perversity swollen blisters ripening hum- humanity stolen you know stuff like that <laughs> uh it's poetry baby i love what's it. funny is there's Chef's like kiss. it seems like there's a second meaning even though like it probably wasn't intentional on our end mm-hmm. where the first song is 
almost me or us in general, like by the numbers, trying to recreate almost an acrambulant type sound because it's the very first song that I ever wrote before even Tristan was involved or any of that. And I was just studying the band and being like, how do I write like this? Um, and to Slower. say that the second song, exactly. To say the second <laughs> song is like, you know, the virus coming into its own, that's true songwriting wise as well. I 100% started veering from that path and started writing how the band would grow to be. Sick. No, I so, like that. And I mean, in that case, like you said, this the meaning of the song could double up as like everybody kind of just just becoming virulent, which I love. That's that's great for narrative purposes. That's great for the well, history. The, the, of the, the literal the literal definition is everything is becoming virulent, but the this yeah. subentendric the subentendric ideology is that everyone is like the same. They're all cheap and dumb. That's kind of like the idea of that song, right? In, in a literal talk shit term, you know what I mean yeah but it is sick. the virus itself coming together yeah no i love to hear that and just such a great track i think that was the best intro track so and i'm it, glad that uh thickening is probably has one of my favorite parts oh and thickening is my next. favorite song and thickening so. is so good so, so i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to definitely say this one so in thickening secretory tentacalitical i'll be i'll be no force Open really for us. No, no, wait, wait. Let me do it, Brandon. Open I love this song. Open for us. Yeah, okay. he got it. It's a thickening secretory tentalytical of an Such a fucking long name, bro. All right. Here's here's a here's a deep cut for that. That was actually the last song that I wrote for the album. Okay. Which sounds a lot more like the second album. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh hard, sorry. Man. He's already no, like, good. wait, you guys have what? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great um yes, sir. definitely yeah, expect you, that in the new release folks. the first album until you have the second album ready yeah that's um, fair we have like 10 rough drafts for the next album already anyways back to this back to this <laughs> back to you brandon <laughs> so hemorrhaging the brain dude hemorrhage the brain gush out yeah i fucking love this this song is so good this song is great my favorite part in the whole album his okay. little rap right before the big slam. Oh, it's pretty silly. Well, <laughs> what do we My got going on, Brandon? Is, is the bass breakdown? So this one is in thickening. Obviously, the coming together is one thing. The humanizing is becoming its own. But it's yes. thickening secretory is like gaining consciousness is more or less what it is. Oh. If I'm looking at it, this is when they start ritualistically gaining consciousness and doing it. Yeah oh this okay. one actually doesn't have that much of a talk shit meaning this one's pretty pretty direct pretty, pretty straightforward uh, um not not necessarily well yeah straightforward but pretty much just purely <laughs> like dead space worship ah that's what it reads as for the most i part. love that i took the like when the breakdown comes back but slower just like to the nth degree at the end of this song yeah <laughs> no i think i remember listening to the song i'm like fuck that bass because <laughs> like, i'm i'm a bass like i'm trying to become a bassist so hard and i'm i i have a fucking four-string like, ibanez well, over here just waiting Tristan, to get love and is basically the best in the game as far as i'm concerned just play for eight hours a day for 12 years and you're good okay buried alive no <laughs> <laughs> that's what i did man it worked for me uh, yeah that's true nah, but seriously you're you gotta just play my 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love Dysmorphus though. The next one for Dysmorphus. So okay. this one's cool because this one, it, this is what it, where it incorporates um our actual mascot. This is where the idea of right. our homie Glorf, right? Glorf sitting on his disgusting throne. That's what right. this song is. It's Dysmorphus Abomination and Turbulence Enthroned. So you've seen you've seen our Eddie all over our memes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Glorf I think is his name. Yeah, okay. Glorf is the big old fat the, the zombie no, dude with no, no brain. brain. Yeah. Again, when we were talking about the band as a whole and does developing it and looking at it from a marketing perspective, we were talking, what's our Eddie? Every, every great band has an icon. They have some sort of imagery. They have something. And we came up with this fat slob of a hu- of like a <laughs> monster with no brain. And we're like, well, that is genius. Like, uh, <laughs> no, right? I love it. Like, He's slamming like body. Or, you know, a, a tank. I Not think it makes no it even funnier. It makes it even funnier when he's like looking at you and thumbing up because it's like, how are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> how how are no. you giving us a thumbs up? Like he has affection. You... <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's a sweet and, boy. And great taste. You don't so need you a wanna, brain you, to have a heart, bro. <laughs> you want to try to say this title, Sean? Five. Absolutely. Take, take, take Wait, hold on, hold on. One. We have to give a shout out to Andrew. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so four in that one. Four, 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 the, for you. the one the one where we actually uh the one where we actually incorporated our was, was of course including our homie andrew lamastro of cerebral incubation so Who, with without without he is the king of course a lot of a lot of this wouldn't even exist um he has been a really good friend to me um he for was a big push t- 10 years now and he, you know through everything you know like one of the few people that's like stayed in contact with me and like always been super supportive of what i'm trying to do and uh helped me network and introduced me to a bunch of people that really changed and like made this i mean ryan wekta dude i would came from andrew yeah i would have never i would have never known um armada uh, andreas shout out andreas um, who, who drew Glorp for us, like nailed it perfectly. Uh, Does all of our concept up, art. Okay. Ended up uh, hooking us up through uh, into, into Inherited Suffering. So it was yeah. like, I mean, so I mean, really Andrew's, he has such a short spot on the album, but like, this is like, dude, He's you. literally the, one of the most important people <laughs> to all we of wanna, us. We want to include him again, for sure. Yeah, so sure. that's all. All right, we'll get off that horse. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. So track five, um, Prolapsive Reticulatus from Dip Shit. Detrivorsi Kafro. God damn it. Yeah, this is, the, this is the one that I have the hardest time enunciating, too. I really know. <laughs> I, 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 I know it's Detrivorist. Oh, Okay. It's really hard to say. Yeah, and my, I still can't say it, and I know it. It's collapsative reticulitis from Detrivorist Coprophorgy. It's fucking spell. Every track name is a spell, bro. Just... <laughs> Basically, I wouldn't it's be surprised. Just joke. It's just the joke. Yeah, man. yeah, I love it though. Fucking it's Harry Potter's waving his shit while they're saying that. Oh, reticulitis from DeForge's <laughs> <laughs> It's great. 
I love it. This, um, I think that if I remember correctly, this one is like the giant fucking worm. I love the sound right. clips so much on this track. Yeah, it's hard to. It, this one is just describing like a massive fucking worm going through the city. Huh. Sick. But uh, WY, right? Which is it's it's the idea that these yeah he he be, he went for, it went from a worm to like a fucking dragon at this point like they're able to um they're able to combine in flesh and they're very necromorphy but they're also very um like hunter esque from okay. Halo where they're yes. like a bunch of worms that can come together into one solid worm huh so when he says worm this time he says it with a Y because it's actually like a dragon esque being. That's Stuff actually really cool. Know. Stuff I don't even know. I'm so happy. Lord. Yeah, I, I told Derek, uh, he's like, so what are the lyrics about, bro? I'm like, it's all about poop and pee. And he <laughs> I was, was like, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I, I spent so many years of my life writing this. You're going to write about poop and pee? Actually, I think a lot of six is about poop and pee. Yeah, oh my god! There is a lot of poop and pee in there. Yeah, six, <laughs> six. Read, yeah, and read six's title for us because that's fun. It's easy. Uh, it's fun. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm right now on the Slam Worldwide YouTube channel, checking out the. Okay. Um, insufferable, morphogenetic extermination of obsolete inferiority. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's also supposed to, say, to be another single. But it's super, super good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can tell because the, the words are easy to say. Yeah. This, this song is just gross. There's no <laughs> meaning behind it. It's just fucking disgusting. Actually, the third song that I wrote for the band. This okay. was the one where Brandon was like, I'm going to I'm gonna write about poops and butts and farts and puking and you can't say anything. I was like, all right, bro, go for it. This is the one where but, I was just but like, it does, make sure but it does have one of my can play it. This one does have one of my favorite lines, though, and that line is "isometric terror maggot." <laughs> I love, uh, I love that line. That one, that one is actually one of the only inhales I do on the album. Yep, oh. that's true too. But I okay. do it through my nose because I don't know how to do how it. How many different vocal styles do you do on the album, just for record? Uh, 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 uh. Um, probably like four. Brandon, four, so you four, do... four really, really solid ones that we do over and over. Yeah. Hmm. Predator, exhale, so there's, there's OG. There's the you got to do the OG one. OG gut. Like my... Then there, <laughs> then one. there's the necrambulant gut, and then there is predators, um, predator vocals, and then there's basically like a combination of other bunch of weird shit. Like he does a couple inhales and a couple angry turkeys that all kind of sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love the so names Ang angry turkey is a is a <laughs> yeah basically it's a do a it see if it gets picked up a, a loose polyphonic on, on the back of your tongue it's actually more akin to clearing your throat than <laughs> hey you got it for like a second before it cut out all, all he all they needed was the one second to understand <laughs> how great that was yeah we also, see turkey. how fucking loud that was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything he does is insanely loud but yeah, yeah uh, everything will turn to rot within the body everything reborn in rot carnivorous every bone will snap every vein will separate yeah it's pretty gross everything about this is gross urea bubbles nephrotic fluid Ew. urea the bubbling necrotic puke the music <laughs> was written with my idea of just using so many pinched harmonics in a row that it would be offensive to any guitarist who tried to play it <laughs> there's hey, 12 pinched harmonics in a row Hey Brandon, just so you know, lot you're getting you're getting caught in 4K, but you didn't post song seven in your post. 
What? Uh, on your lyric on Facebook, your lyric post, song seven isn't there unless it got taken down for fucking like YouTube or uh, Facebook. Oh, did I, did I say something, something naughty? It's on Bandcamp. No. Six, it, I know, but I'm looking at the lyrics on his Facebook, and it goes five, oh. six, eight. <laughs> oh, rip. Yeah. Yeah, so, Fuck so give, it, give us give us number seven. Yeah, uh, and that's... It's on there, you fucking dummy. Where is switch it? it? Switch it, switch from, it to uh, all, or what? Relevant. Yeah, I see all. it, yeah. That's a lot of... That's a lot. There you go, Jeez. ass clown. All right, oh. so... There it is. We Probably all bully seven. each other in this band. Yeah. Okay, so We're a group of bullies. <laughs> this one, this Poly... one's so fun to say. Yeah, a little polyseptic, pal, palpulent, palpunculent, palpunculent, protuberant, 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 per per peristomium. Peris- yeah. Now that's a <laughs> fucking spell for you. No, polyseptic, no. palpunculent, protuberant, peristomium. This is describing the ingestion process of the yes. worms replicating inside of a body and going. Ew. Body. Yep. Yep. Ew. This one's right? absolutely disgusting. That's what I'm saying, dude. This it's is also the like, catchiest oh. song, though. It's like mm. the first four are just all, we're brutal, oh, we're fucking monsters. And then the next three are like, we're gross as shit. Uh, like, <laughs> I love that's something, the that's something that I can. I, can I love how catchy this one do. is. I can't. Uh, I used to like write all this fucking super dark, spooky shit, but it's like, bro, that's not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm gonna rain on someone's parade, but it's like, you're you're not like conjuring the void, dude. I don't know what to tell you. It's yeah. pretty cringe. Just gonna be honest. That's it, though. It's yeah. basically another disgusting like, song. He said it was the digestive track of the the monster, and then anthropathic is just basically uh, the world just bryo implosion, bro. Yeah, so an inflative defloragation. So that's a combination of flatulence, right? Being mm. inflatulated, so forcefully, <laughs> forcefully pumped up with the fart. Uh, <laughs> that's how you're defloragated. So, what's I mean, you're already, you're already dead, but like, just like your remaining wind, <laughs> the last breath of the fart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, man. Oh, this album is fucking goofy. I love it, though. Disgusting. (laughs) But yeah, in this song, though, in the end, it's just describing gross stuff because that's all that ends up happening. Everybody, nobody survives. It just ends. Right. Shit, yeah. For real. So where does the story pick up for album two, boys? Where does Uh, it pick up? Or like a little sneak peek, I guess. Good question. Do Do we head to the stars? There wasn't necessarily a uh, supposed to be like a follow up to the story that is this. This was kind well, of just well, like that's, that's the thing is we really have license to go wherever we want as we yeah. dig into our. Uh... This was like a hybridized creation while we were still in the middle of having boxes to 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 fill. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying, like we were trying to check boxes and make sure that we sounded a certain way and had a certain vibe with a certain. You know, and then as we lost that, it kind of became. But for going forward, we're we're free, if that makes sense, to do what we want. Yeah. So it's it's not. We're not sure if we'll straight follow up with this, if it, or if it'll just be its own thing. Right. But exactly. The other thing that Brandon forgot to mention that I, I'm sad about because I was hoping that he would. But the other thing that that you'd like to mention is that when you're talking about the virulent virus, as far as it's being infested into a human, when a human is infected with the virulent virus, either by the virus or the worm. 
it's like a it's like a zombie, right? That's how you describe it. But its yes. blood becomes fire. Whoa! Right? So very it's worth mentioning, by the way, because everything the album covers everything yeah. on fire. So imagine a zombie oh. where if you kill it, it explodes. Yeah. And out and out of that explosion comes a bunch of weird and, and parasitic worms that if they <laughs> pretty fucking yeah. No, no, there's a reason nobody wins. Yeah, get get out, Guillermo del Toro. Let's make beat, a let's make a invirulent movie. Can't oh, beat a virus that like just can't beat a virus that that literally flames. spreads by killing stuff. Yeah, that's you know I mean? that's crazy, man. And I guess that is the reason it's called the Indomitable Worldwide Slamdemic. Just because, like, you're, you're there's no escape for you. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, all yeah, that shit. Yeah. Well, Brandon, what, how long did you hold on to that title for? Huh? Uh, uh, I had that for a long time. Like, yeah, I know you came up with 2019 it. or whatever. Shit, yeah. 2019. That was a year, man. I missed 2019. But Maybe 2020? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you can Processing. see the web browser. <laughs> yeah. You know, he listens to music slow. He also listens to human speech slow. One second, guys. I gotta pause. I think we should probably wrap it up anyway. This meeting is yes. being recorded. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll go ahead and get it wrapped up. Not so, to try to be like we should go, but I mean, it's been a while. I mean, it's a long. It time. has been. No, this this is. I think this will be hopefully a real treat for people that actually care for like yes. for our three fans out there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what, what I was just saying. Most... That's what I was just saying what, earlier. Drake? I was like, <laughs> who are the other two? We got Drake, me, and you. And then yeah, those are the three, those are the three fans. <laughs> Not and even interested. And then Drake, and then Drake again. Yeah, and then Drake again. <laughs> shout out to Drake, bro. Yeah, absolutely, shout out man. I'm real literally old. gonna send you a video of my snapbacks after this. <laughs> if you if you make it to the end of this video, someday you'll connect those two events, and you'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa man!" Yeah, well, whoa. Th this has been uh, under the skin for. Indomitable Worldwide Slandemic, the new and debut full-length record from Virulent. Yeah, like all the shit the going worm. on. Be the worm. Be the worm. <laughs> Do the worm. <laughs> no, no, no brain shit. Yeah, no and brain for real, for real. Stay clank pilled. On cap, on God. Based. <laughs> Milk oh my God, it's so stupid. I, oh, I hate that culture. Um, but this is this album is now out through Inherited Suffering Records. And this has been the Anatomy Podcast, episode 36, baby. Coming full circle back to Arizona after going all the way down to Cape Town, South Africa, talking with Sean from Vulgar X, a trap metal project. It's been really fun bouncing around the world these last couple of years, and we hope to do so plenty in the future. And that sounds uh, really cool, man. Yeah, it's it's been so much fun, man. Um, but do you boys have anything you want to plug before you go ahead and wrap up the session? I mean, fuck, man. It's hard to it's hard to shout out everybody that we haven't already shouted out. I feel like we tried to do our best to cover everybody, yes, but you know, shout out to Andrew, shout out to Andreas, you know, shout out to Alex, Alex, shout out to you know Wecta, shout out to everybody that made this album possible. You know, as much as we play it, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that play stuff that it wouldn't exist in its form without them. So, I know for a fact we thank you. Awesome. Um, I will plug that the merchant shit should be dropping uh, first of the year. So that's okay. big, right? We're doing these pre-orders every week. We're doing a new item. Yeah. 
No, yeah, for real. If you're if you're at this point of the podcast, you probably like our band, and we yeah we have we're gonna have merch drops every week for this month. And if you buy something in the previous week, you'll actually get free shipping and a coupon for the next item. But we're not telling people that. And the only way you'd be able to find that information is if you watched a fucking two and a half hour podcast or skip to the very end and happen to find this. So yeah, <laughs> shout out, man. Go get, go get your merch, man. Stack up. Go get, get the more. merch. My my one get shout out. I want, my one shout out. I want to do is um, aside from Invirulent, Tristan just re- is working on some really good music, and I want people who maybe you don't like slam, maybe you follow their stuff. It's thrash and folk metal. It's really good. It's called Jotun's Blood. Yes. Go listen to it. Yes, that's my other current I currently like active projects besides the stupid Frogzilla thing that I'm doing. It's really good i'll be sure to check that out yeah Yeah, in the near future but all right gentlemen um i have taken more than enough of your time telling your story no we we appreciate you more than like the biggest shout out to you for just being interested in doing any of this like absolutely thankful to you man all about the scene baby here on the sean cross channel and on the anatomy yeah absolutely man on the anatomy podcast but this has been episode 36 i have no idea who the fuck we're going to interview next but i i I hope we enjoy that too most likely i will and uh be sure to enjoy your night people